Lashley is no dummy. He has watched matches and films and kills. Kick the neck! Kick the neck! The neck! Kick the... She's now going for the camel clutch. Kick it! Kick him! Not sure what to do. Blassie's telling him to kick him. He's waiting for Bob to sit up. Kick the so neck! So he can grab that camel clutch of his. Kick him! Now he's got it. He hooked back and back. He's ready to set it away. Pull on it. Oh, look at the pressure he's putting on. Pull on it. it. He's sitting right on that lower back. Is he ever pulling on it? Pull on it. And Backlund's got a bad neck. Pull on it. Oh, pull on oh. Backlund did not submit. Arnold Scullin threw something into the ring. That's the same as a submission. If I'm correct, that's the same as a submission. We have a new champion in the World Wrestling Federation. Arnold Scullin, knowing that Bob Backlund would not quit. So there it is. I figured no better way to kick off this episode than watching the Sheik make somebody humble in the old <laughs> camel clutch. So welcome to another episode of the Jumping the Real podcast. This is Mark Redman coming to you from Champaign, Illinois, joined by uh, by Menders as usual. Uh, Menders, how are we doing? You're back from Florida. Back from Florida. I'm really getting tired of us having to do a Tim Bell salute though before every episode. Yeah, that's that's a we got to. St- I mean, obviously we do it for a reason, but I wish we right. didn't have to every episode. Me too. Past two. Past two. Past two, yeah. It's always in clumps because there was, like, Jake Briscoe and Lanny Poffo were back-to-back also, if I'm not mistaken, when we were, we're doing pretty this. close. Yeah, they were pretty yeah. close. But, uh, but, yeah, just to address the elephant in the – well, I should say maybe the camel in the room uh, last week – uh, we say goodbye to a legend, Menders, who's, I mean, you could say unique all you want to when you're describing the Iron Sheik, but he really was just a character in and of himself. He was his character. That's what, that's what made him great. He was his character. Well, to an extent, his character was him, like, jacked up to a hundred. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Ideally, Yes. Yes. It's not always the uh, the way things go these days, but well, uh, that's Shiki's, for sure. Shiki's a throwback. He's he's back when you lived the gimmick and nobody knew any secrets or knew your personal business and all that stuff. They just knew you as the asshole heel you were on television. Kayfabe or... was alive and well. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but yeah, Iron Sheik passed away last. I think it was Wednesday. And like early in the day, so this is of course the first episode we've had a chance to do since then. So we're not gonna we can't give Sheik the full tribute treatment just because we put him in the Hall of Fame about a month ago. Yeah, so we, we talked a lot about Sheiky then, but we're gonna get into quite a bit here. Uh, there's uh, we're gonna have somebody jumping and helping us out here in a few minutes. Uh, but well, we got somebody the, in the chat trying to help us out. We got, you see that? We got it. We got AJ in the chat. <laughs> if there is another side, Sheik showed up, kicked in the door, and yelled, "Where's the Jabroni Ultimate Warrior?" Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You look at, at Sheik. He was the definition of a shooter back when he when he broke in. Uh, 
I love the story about how he came over because first off, check this out. So that's him Goodness. young when he was an amateur champion in Iran. He was like jacked. <laughs> jacked. He's like the definition of an athlete in in Iran. You know, wrestling is god there. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> See what you did but, there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Sheik. He's a champion wrestler. He wants to be in the Olympics. All this. They make him a. He's so legit as a shooter. They made him a bodyguard to the Shah of Iran's wife. Yeah. And they don't fuck around with their security people in Iran, especially no. back in back then. Uh, it was they. Uh, he followed it. There was a guy named uh, I forget his first name. Takti was his name. He was the uh, the big stud wrestler in Iran back when Sheik was young. Takti died. He got killed. Well, he died under mysterious circumstances. We'll say nobody knows for sure what happened. Oh, one of those situations. Yeah. So Sheiky basically just hopped on the next freighter over to the U.S. He only knew, and I'm just going off of what I remember seeing, because I watched the A&E biography of the Sheik not too long ago. It was really well done. I recommend it to anybody. It's on YouTube if you don't have A&E. But when he came to America, he only knew two words of English, and it was Alan Rice, who was the head coach of the Minnesota wrestling team. Uh-huh. So when he got to when he got to the airport, he just kept saying Alan Rice over and over again until somebody finally tracked Alan Rice down, and he came <laughs> and took him in, made him an assistant coach for the University of Minnesota wrestling team, made him an assistant coach for the Olympic team. <laughs> Jeez. Then Sheik wins all these AAU amateur tournaments, just stud, you know, no no other way to put it. Look, I mean, here, look at this guy, look at that. I. <laughs> not even sure i would recognize him if you showed no. me that picture and said here this is iron sheik there's no way yeah all the hair on top of his head should be <laughs> under his nose That's exactly how I would <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah he when he came in because after he worked with the the olympic team and all that then they sent him over to Vern. they wanted to make him a pro so yeah. Vern trained him made him a actually made him a coach like after he finished training he would train like he i think he trained flair like he was the trainer when flair came in Wow. And Steamboat and guys like that. And uh, he was doing, this was the gimmick he was doing. He was doing the, like, I don't want to say all-American, but, you know, the white meat super baby athlete. Face. Baby face. Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, I guess, Vern's wife is the one that suggested the Iron Sheet character to him. I heard and, that. Uh, or at least suggested the name. I think he went yeah. war on the character. And... I'm going to show you a picture, Menders. I want you to tell me what you think of these sideburns. This oh is the 70s. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this. this. Okay, this is the 70s. I'm going to preface this. Okay. Between the suit and the facial hair. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know if you those can call terrible. those sideburns. Those, yeah, those are camel chops, I guess you call them. I guess. Chops. What would you call those? For a listener who's... I'm going to post this picture on our Facebook page after the show for those that aren't watching the feed. They're going to get this on audio later. He's got the traditional Iron Sheik mustache. Uh-huh. But then these two hanging hairy jowls underneath that aren't connected to the mustache. <laughs> it looks like it, where where his, you know, where they should be, except they shaved him off and then put them at the corner of his mouth and it goes past his chin. Yeah, that's, just, I mean that's the easiest way. Yeah, that's about the best way I can think to put it. Uh, not a good look. Not uh, no, not a good look at all. 
I think he was wise to lose the little chops and just stick with the mustache. And I, uh, I will agree. Yeah. So <laughs> he goes to the NWA. Uh, they send him down to the Carolinas. Excuse me, a little gassy, a little too much footbeat this afternoon. Too much footbeat. Uh, too much footbeat. Uh, look at this Motley crew here. That's so. That's Gene Anderson in the suit, uh, Owen's right. brother, and he was the manager at this time. And the tag team champions on the left. That's Ray the Crippler Stevens and Jimmy Snuka, which I wouldn't want to tangle with that tag team for all the no. money in the world. No. And then on the right, looking. Majestic as always, we got our buddy Shiki as the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion. And, uh, yeah, he was kind of sent around to the territories, almost like a, as a hired gun, kind of, in like in a storyline. Right. Like, if a heel manager needed to put a, for lack of a better term, a hit on somebody, they would bring Sheik in, and he would kind of be their, their hired muscle. back and make them humble. Yeah, or just drop just suplexes on everybody. Yeah, there because you go. <laughs> because before there was a Kurt Angle or a Taz or a Benoit, there was a Sheik. And Iron Sheik was throwing all those. He was the first guy that I remember seeing do a German suplex. Uh, always did the gut wrench suplex. Uh, everything. He was just a, a wrestling machine. He was Greco-Roman, I think, was his was his uh, his specialty in yeah. the amateurs, which is where all the suplexes come in handy. But, uh, but yeah, he would just go around. He went to Mid-South and feuded he was uh, Skandar Akbar's guy in Mid South feuded with like Paul Ellering and a few other people before he went. And then uh here's a cool thing I saw here, Menders, because I didn't recognize this at first. This is the first family in Memphis. Jimmy Hart, you see down yep. there. Can't miss Jimmy. No, you can't but miss you, Jimmy. Yeah, Bobby Eaton get uh I'm not sure who these two guys at the bottom are. I want to say one of them was sweet brown sugar maybe. That's if what that I was wondering. If that wasn't Coco Beware, I can't keep track. I'm, I'm kind of behind <laughs> all my Memphis. This is where Keith Gibson comes in handy. If he was around, I'd ask him. Keith! <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's listening. He might be busy selling cars right now. You know, he doing, could be. Doing what he does. But look at that. Up, upper right. There you see Sheik. It's like he's he's the one that shorts. stands out the most in that picture. Yeah. Pretty much. It's You look at these guys. None of them are exactly chiseled Adonis's here. I mean, got Bobby Eaton there in the, on the left. Right. But, but then you look at Sheik. Sheik just is athlete. If, if he had a middle yeah. name, it would be athlete. <laughs> Iron athlete Sheik. Iron athlete Sheik. That, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he already had four, four names. We saw it in the, uh, on the right. 10 bills. Uh, I guess when he first broke in, he didn't use the Iron Sheik name. Like when he started doing the character, he didn't do it up in Detroit where the original Sheik was. So he would go under the Great Hussein or. Yeah, I, I remember Arab. hearing. I listened to, uh, well, you know, I listened to Corny, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know they talked a lot about Sheiky this past weekend after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. They, uh, I was on YouTube yesterday and I found the story that Corny told about when uh, Sheik said, fuck the commissioner in the middle of the building. <laughs> oh, yeah. The hard-ass commissioner said, no, the wrestlers aren't allowed to touch the microphone when Corny was the ring announcer. And he was trying to keep it away from the Sheik. He grabs his arm and says, fuck the commissioner. 
Oh, man. Oh, the 70s or the oh, 80s. The 70s, 80s. Well, 80s. Because <laughs> Corny didn't get in the actual business. No. What was it? Corny didn't get in the business till 82? That was what I was going to say, too. I was thinking it was 82. Uh, getting in the ring. He was taking pictures right. all through the 70s. But Yeah. But no, he was taking the, pictures the, when he was like 16. Maybe younger, if I remember yeah. right. But uh, no, it was a it truly was a golden time in wrestling in the early '80s. But it was just you you mentioned folk tales about some of these people, the things they would do. Yeah. And, uh, <sighs> but yeah. So Menders, kind of the same way we did the Jay Briscoe episode. We're not like I said, we're not going to do the whole thing on Shiki, but I've I've loaded up some promos. You want you want to hear one? I do. Let's hear some. Oh. Let's hear some cheeky promos. All right. Did, did you pull any of his twitters or his tweets? I thought about it. I I didn't. I should have. <laughs> but uh, no, he was maybe my favorite Twitter follow in the world was the Irish. Yeah. But this, I was just cruising through YouTube finding some of these, and this one really stuck out to me. So I'm going to show it to you here. Right. A very proud American Sergeant Slaughter one on one. Against the Iron Sheik on that subject, I want to bring in Ayatollah Fred Blassie, along with Tiger Chung Lee. Yes, sir, Mr. Blassie. I've got Tiger Chung Lee going up against that wetback Mill Moskris, and I guarantee you, I... this time we're going to unmask that pencil neck geek. And that pencil neck geek that just left, he's just talking about the hallowed houses of the Olympic Auditorium. Well, I know every brick, every stone, every screw in that building. Oh. And here's the man we're all what? talking about, Soldier the Iron Sheik. You're talking about Olympic territory of Los Angeles. Look at, look at the, all the medals. I didn't buy it, soldier. I won the Red Olympic 60 at Mexico City. Now, in the Los Angeles, I'm already getting excited. I'm already Bring me down. Los Angeles, California. I promise all the Iranian people, all the Arab people, all the Latin American, Los Angeles, Olympic Totoritorium. I'm already excited. Soldier, I love something to Hulk Hogan. I'm going to take it from you. Khatmate, I'm a Shanavandagane, Iranian Aziz, Kilar Los Angeles, Sandegi Mikorana, Salamas Mikoram, Max. Soldier, Los Angeles, Olympic Auditorium. I bring you down and I'm gonna kick you just like I kicked the lazy camel. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you, it is already working up to a fever pitch for the big one. Coming here to Los Angeles in this Olympic year to the Olympic Auditorium on Saturday night, April the 28th. Remember, Tito Santana returned bout with Paul Orndorff for the Intercontinental title. Slaughter to meet the Iron Sheik. Mascaris to go against Chung Lee here at the Olympic Auditorium on April the 28th. Breathe, Mark. Breathe. <laughs> oh, he gets so worked up. It was great. Did you understand any of that except for Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles? A, a little bit. I, I'll tell you why I picked that promo. It, because the 
the headline on it said, Iron Sheik gets excited and impersonates a camel. <laughs> so I had to put it on. I had to... It, oh, it did not disappoint. Although... Did, I mean, had you not watched it already through at all? or no? You said I it. Saw, I saw bits and pieces of it. I saw the... I mean, I saw the end when he did the camel thing, but I... It's just... It doesn't get old. <laughs> <laughs> now, I should... I should say I... We don't... Uh, <laughs> I'm not thrilled with the... With Freddie Bless, he talks about the great Mill Mascaris, mind you. We, <laughs> well. We, uh, that seems to always be popping around. I try to avoid it like the plague. But... <laughs> like the last two episodes. Talk about Morocco, one episode saying it, and then Blassie does it. So... <laughs> Oh, I'm okay. I already am crying, so this is going to be a good episode. But but a, but a good but a good cry. It's a, yeah. No no no. Tears tears of laughing is where we're going to go with that. Yeah 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 yeah. But so, yeah, because all of his promos were always he would get just get so excited. Oh, and you'd only understand up. two out of maybe ten words that the, he actually. The more said. excited he got, the less coherent he became. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh, AJ. <laughs> AJ Mifflin, Mill Mascaris owes JBL money to this day. <laughs> but he still hasn't done a job in 60 years of wrestling. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, oh Sheiky. Sheik. Yeah, we can't do this for a whole two hours of Iron Sheik because one of us will have a heart attack. Probably. From... Or I won't be able to see anymore because my eyes will be full of tears from laughing right, so hard. Right. Yeah, I I didn't dare like put up any of the Howard Stern footage when Sheiky <laughs> would go on. Because he was a favorite for Howard Stern. He loved having yeah. him on. Did you, um, I know they talked about Sheiky on Busted Open. Did yeah. you hear when they were talking to the guy that played Sheik on Young Rock? Yeah. I think that what? was yesterday. Okay. Well, I heard it Sunday. So I don't know if it was pre-recorded or what. Because I heard well, it. Well, they, they might have had him on more than once. Gotcha. But he was talking about um, how he went to the Iron Sheik to talk to him. What did he say? Mo Masters is learning himself in the Royal Rumble to get out of putting anyone over. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they were talking about how he went to go talk to Shiki, and he's like, she kept going, yes, I go be on TV. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to play you on TV. No, I go be on TV. Yes, I do it. And I was just, I was dying. I was just dying listening to him do Sheik's, like, whole yeah voice you know, and everything and oh it was hilarious i i haven't watched a lot of young rock but that guy does a fantastic iron sheik yeah he he was really the perfect guy to be the iron sheik and well, then they said they even like took him in his family like Sheiky's daughters yeah. and stuff and it had just like adopted him into the family and i was yeah. like that's awesome yeah i thought about rolling the dice on instagram seeing if i could get him to come on with this but i thought that might be pushing it a little bit because you know he doesn't know us. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. For the most part, I wasn't really wild about most of the people that they got to play the wrestlers on Young Rock that I saw. Yeah. Like Andre. Andre did not look like Andre. Macho Man. I think Jay Whitey was on. The guy that got to play Rocky Johnson was very convincing. I thought he was good. Well, and Becky didn't do bad as Cindy Lauper. 
That one I haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. Well, she didn't do bad as Cindy Lauper. Okay. But... Did she lose the Irish accent? I don't remember. You know how long it's been since I've watched it? Like, Young Rock was seriously, okay, I watched it once. I can say I watched it. Now I'm going to move on because mm-hmm. uh, oh, I like guess. the first season. <laughs> well, it's like, I know a lot of it wasn't as stuck to the original storylines as what it should have been. So they kind of used a lot of creative freedom in it. So I was like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to get aggravated with this. Take some, take some, like Macho Man wasn't looked in the WWF in 1983 or whenever Rocky was there. It's Yeah. It took just, some liberties. Yeah. It very well although, I, although I wouldn't hate seeing The Rock run for president. I mean, oh, I wouldn't either. <laughs> hey. Can't beat who we had before. Exactly. Why not have two WWE Hall of Fame? Well, yeah. I guess Rock's well, not Hall of Famer yet. Not yet, but have but one he will maybe be. that doesn't and maybe well, not maybe. get indicted this time. <laughs> right? Well, but maybe that's... Rock will be in the Hall of Fame. Who knows at this point? He should. I don't know how he hasn't been already. I mean, he's they were Hollywood this year. He's he had a rough, rough week. week. <laughs> Let's see. Young Rock gets canceled. He loses, what, $60 million on the XFL? Yeah. The first season. Uh, Black Adam shit the bed in the theaters. Uh well, yeah, did you watch, have you seen that? It did. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, so. Yeah, it, it's okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's going to go back to the Fast and the Furious. Where did you he... put that? It must have been in the, I'm looking to see, because I know what? you sent me a meme that had how Rob uh, was having a rough week. I'm I, looking. Po- I posted that on the Jumping the Real Facebook page, I think. But uh, Okay. Yeah, we're, I, Menders, believe it or not, we're flying off the rails here. We uh, always do. I'm used yeah. to it right now. <laughs> uh, do you? Let's go back to Shiki. Let's go back to Shiki. Okay. So, there we have the Persian clubs. I don't, do you remember this gimmick, Menders? It was like the strong uh, man. The, 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 yeah, the, the, the things. Like, like, behind his head and all that stuff. Yeah. Nobody could do them except for the Sheik, and Bob Backlund did it. Which is how they got to the world title match because uh, Sheik beat up Backlund for making him look bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love AJ. Oh, yeah. I love AJ. But they had a. Uh, you ever seen that hidden treasure show that WWE does on a I've seen it, but I don't follow it as close as. I I don't I watched like snippets on YouTube and they had one where they were looking for the Persian clubs and uh, they had Sergeant Slaughter and Klopdala going to uh to find him because that's that was the season when he was the host like he was yeah. the main guy and uh aj isn't that, that his name aj aj yeah I think yeah AJ francis i think is his shoot name uh but i'll back on adam after he did the thing huh. she gave him two sets of persian clubs like as a like a sign of respect for being able to do it oh wow and uh, that's cool that's yeah cool. so so they had he has the pairs that he actually did did it with, like the big white ones. But then he also had the ones from, well, not this picture, but they look just like these. The handles were different. Yeah. And uh, so those are the ones that they got for the warehouse. But back when made AJ try to do them <laughs> before he let him have them. Could AJ and do he was it? Able to get, it, was, it was ugly, but he, it, looked <laughs> all right. it wasn't as smooth as when Shiki did it. Well... But, uh, it's not gonna be. Just saying. No. Well, didn't no, Mark? No. Didn't 
didn't Mark Henry say he got a that he impressed Shiki by being able to lift him or something? Or I th- yeah, he he did the clubs. Of course, he's also the world's strongest man. And but... Uh, yeah, but then Sheik like almost practically adopted him for when they were on the road for that <laughs> that loop. He just right. And we heard so many good Sheik stories this week from either it was Busted Open or Coronet or just going through social media, all these guys talking about Sheik. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I shed oh, a couple tears. Yeah, I didn't know I, that I, either. Yeah, Sheik gave, uh, AJ says, Sheik gave Jinder Mahal props a month or so ago because Jinder posted a video of him doing the Persian clubs. Right? Props to Jinder. I didn't know he had it in him. Right. I mean, he's a freaking, he's a, like a brick shit house. but yeah, I didn't know he could, he would do that stuff, but, uh, yeah, Sheik was the kind of guy that he respected athletes. He did. That's the best way I can put it. Uh, going back to, uh, when he beat Backlund, Backlund would not lose the belt to anyone he didn't think could actually beat him in a wrestling match, because Backlund right. was the same deal, he had the, uh, the pedigree of being in the amateurs and everything. So he, so Sheik was the guy that had to do it. And uh, that led to, of course, you know, I hate the fact that they made Sheik a transitional champion. I wish they would have let him hold the title for just a little bit longer, you know, yeah. instead of just three and a half weeks before Hogan uh, cheated his way to, to win in. Was that, you've seen, anybody seen that match? No, Hogan cheated like a bastard in that match. <laughs> Choked him with his robe, eye rakes, Choking, just, just yeah, Shiki never did anything like that ever. No, he did it, but he didn't try to hide it. <laughs> well, that's and true. He didn't. He didn't do that's it true. in the guise of being an all-American hero. That's true. Okay. Well. But, uh, all right, Mark. So, what was one of your favorite? I'm going to ask you this. Okay. What was one of your favorite Shiki opponent runs like stories? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because I have another video. Oh, do you? And this was not prepared. You didn't know. No, this. it wasn't. So it's not, this isn't like we're trying to be campy video people. No, no. All right, so more of we just think the same way, which is kind of scary. Yeah. So I'm going to take you back to February of 1984. Okay. Oh, hang on. Wait. Before we do that, we, looks like <gasps> do we have Jabari, a uh, Jabari Sinclair. Oh! How are you, sir? <laughs> What's happening, my people? My people? My people? What's going on? Oh, not too much. Just talking a little chic. Ah, Shiki uh, baby, may he rest in peace. Yes. So, Minders just asked me my favorite Sheik uh, angle or rivalry, whatever, and I was just about to throw to a video before you came in, so I, w- I figured I'd wait till you came in so you can enjoy this also. All right, so, sweet. All right, so here we go. February of '84 on a, I think this was in Poughkeepsie at the at a TV. Iron Sheik, and we are anxiously awaiting. For the opponent of John, Ca- the opponent of John Callahan. Where is he? I can mean only one person. Sergeant Slaughter. There's a look at him. The Sharks making his way to the ring. Well, I think Wait a minute, he's up. The paths of the Iron Sheik and Slaughter are going to cross here. And the Sheik is coming out of the ring, and Slaughter's coming into the ring. Wait a minute. Who's going to step aside? We may miss 
McMahon have an altercation that we never in a lifetime would suspect between these two men. A heated exchange going on right now. Well, it was Slaughter's match. It's Slaughter's match. Look at Slaughter getting down on the sheet. Oh, how pretty, Blessy. Oh, wait a minute. Look at him. Look at that. Look at that. Slaughter. Slaughter's not going to take any cuffs. You can count on that. So there you go. That so that's actually the start of of the feud between Sheik and Slaughter because they were both heels there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And but then uh, was, didn't Slaughter didn't Slaughter get in the ring and do the pledge of allegiance and got over yeah. with the crowd after his match? He did the pledge. Uh, that was. <coughs> that just shows how good of a heel Sheik was that he could take Slaughter, who's probably aside from the Sheik, probably the most hated guy in the company. Then. Yeah. Because Piper hadn't really gotten a lot of steam yet. He'd just gotten there. And uh, it made him a white-hot baby face within like three minutes. Yeah. Yes. Long enough to say the Pledge of Allegiance. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then, as we know, they buried the hatchet and both supported Iraq after after a few years. But The, the whole trying to tear, tear a thing with Adnan. Yeah, <laughs> General Adnan, all those guys. But no, the, the Sheik Slaughter thing... I love it because number one, the boot camp match is one of my favorite matches ever. It, it's funny. Slaughter's not my favorite wrestler, but he is. He had two of my favorite matches of all time, which was the boot camp match and the alley fight that he had with Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson, yeah, eighty-one. I want to say it was. But, Jeez, <laughs> that, sound, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you go with that that clip there. I think icing on the cake is being Gene trying to trying to do commentary on it. Like, oh, they're gonna fight. There's such a, all this because it's mean Gene and Vince, which you don't think about them as a commentary team very much. No, you no, don't. But they were for years. Like for a good while, they were commentary for, early. For a couple of years, in, like on the local team, like on the TVs, yeah. they were. Uh, yeah. It was obviously it was Grill and Jesse on pay per view, and then eventually Vince and Jesse on. Uh, main event but yeah, yeah when they first brought gene in they had him as a, an announcer he wasn't yes. always just the stick man yeah which we all know he's the best in the world at which some of these promos i have loaded up it's just Sheik and mean gene and it's gold can uh, we understand Sheiky in any of them <laughs> maybe a few a few words you can put together and figure out what he's saying Oh, we played one already, Barry, where you he impersonated one. a camel. Oh, no, I was listening on my, on, on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once he gets excited, you know, it's very hard to, to follow. You, you, you need to go back and watch it, though, Barry, because you see she It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but I love it. I was crying. I was like, oh. well, that's great. Yeah. Yes. But the. Uh, so speaking of uh, Shikimichi, let's go to another promo. What do you say? I got I got a few more of these, but uh, this I love the inter like when they would go back and forth. Like Sheik would tolerate Gene during the interviews because 
it's like she felt like Gene was listening to him. <laughs> was, well, you know, listening, maybe not understanding. <laughs> understanding is a bit of a stretch, but listening yeah. possibly. Yeah. All right. So check this one out here. Your man out of the tag team part of the last card has signed a single match with Corporal Kirshner. Corporal Kirshner wasn't satisfied with the results of the last match in the tag match. And I said, gladly, I'll put you in the ring. Can you imagine Corporal Kirshner? He's representing America. I can and imagine this is that. a real man here. You can. I can't imagine that, Fred Blassie, in all ah. due respect. Iron Sheik, I know you turned down a major role in Miami Vice, but you did not turn down the opportunity of meeting Corporal Kirshner. Corporal Kirshner. All American boys. Miami, wrestling city. Now, Corporal Kirshner, you come to the big apple, WWF, you beat bunch of American, as which is I respect you. But remember, like Mr. Glasses said, you're gonna wrestling from the oldest school, from the Olympic school, from Pan American game, from AU man. Now, from the A to the Z. Exactly. Now, Miami, Monday, April 28. I hope all your fans, American boys, American girls, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to support you. They're going to say USA, USA. But that doesn't going to help you. After I give you that suplex, I put you in the camel clutch, and all American, they're going to say, the Aaron Sheik, Iran, number one. Sheik, Shunahani, Rovasari, the Iron Sheik in Miami, to be Corporal Kirchner at the Knight Center downtown, Monday night, April the 28th. I love that during the flexing, he has to take a second to fix his mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fix your mustache before you flex on him, Sheik. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> she's cool. She's cool. I love his school. Yeah. <laughs> All I got from that was AAU and bring the boys and girls. That's yeah. what I got from that interview. All American boys and girls. All American boys and girls. Yes. <laughs> and the big I understood FAO. more in that one than the first one. So. Yeah, he wasn't quite as excited in that one no, as, as no. the first one. Not, not Must quite. Have been <laughs> So, Mari, do you remember the story about the night that Hogan beat the Sheik and the uh, supposed bounty that Vern put on Hogan? Yeah, wasn't it a uh, uh, twenty or twenty-five thousand dollars for uh, for Sheik to break his leg or something like that? A hundred. It was hundred. Oh, oh, I was way off. Okay. So, so I heard. I first heard the story in Freddie Blassie's book about twenty years ago when that Listening Pencil Neck Geeks book came out. And he told the story, and I guess Vern had called Sheik the night before and said, break Hogan's leg, take the belt, bring it to the AWA, and I'll make you the world champion and give you $100,000. Wow. Hell of a deal. Well, Vern was hot at Hogan because Hogan jumped ship on him. Yeah, because he jumped ship on him but didn't let him know. Coward. Which, well, that was Vince told him to. Yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, Vince did that with all the AWA guys. Pretty much. the only guy that Vince got from the AWA that didn't like screw over Vern and not fulfill his dates was Heenan. Yeah, everybody else. I remember Shane, seeing him in the documentary. Doctor D, uh, Hogan, all those guys. Yeah, when Vince signed him, he's like, "Okay, but you got to start now." And I think Hogan, to be fair, was on his way out anyway because Vern wanted like a cut of his merchandise in Japan, which was yeah. kind of a shitty arrangement but 
but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hunter K back in the day, and he didn't do it. He's a better man than me. I'd break both of them just to be sure. <laughs> well, so, so age, uh, Barry, I don't know if you listened when uh, Sarge was on Busted Open last week. I think it was on Thursday. And this came up, and I guess she had told Slaughter this before he told anybody. Because Slaughter was an AWA guy, too. And he told Sarge he got offered $100,000, and Sarge said, you know, he, t- he said, don't do it. He told him to tell Vince, Vince Sr., Vince Jr., like exactly what happened. He said, don't do it because we're going to make more money here before you know it. And that was because Sarge <clears throat> knew then that they were going to do the thing together after after she lost the title. And he was, and as I understand, they were right because they main evented all over the country with, with that yeah, feud. And they did. Just, Made an assload of money at it, you know. Well, was like it I on Busted it... Open too? They had Vern's son, and Vern's yeah. son was saying, "Yeah, no, Vern never offered that. He never offered." Yeah, Greg. It. Greg said it wasn't true. It's it's one of those wrestling folk tales. Nobody knows what's true or isn't. Hogan says it was true. Sheik says it was true. Sarge Greg Garnier's lying ass, and we don't believe. <laughs> you think Greg's trying to cover for his old man? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Could very well be. Could He's very keeping... well be. He's keeping kayfabe alive, I guess. Aren't we all? <laughs> We're all trying to. Right? Yes. But it's like I said. I said this before you jumped on, Barry. I, I hate that they didn't let Sheik have a, at least a few more months with the title before they dropped it to Hogan. Uh, yeah. I know it was Vince's vision to have Hogan be the guy, but there's something to be said for the chase. You know, have Hogan chase Sheik a little bit. Exactly, because that few could have made some money. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's and that's what they wanted to do with Sarge. You know, they wanted to have the super American babyface against the hated Iranian heel, which they had. I mean, I know they had a couple rematches after Hogan won the belt, but then yeah, then they went running with the uh, with Sarge. And the funny thing I heard also on Busted Open, give credit where it's due, Sarge said that Vince Senior had insisted he would never turn Sarge babyface. He said he was the greatest heel he'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I heard and, that too. Yeah. And then as soon as Vince bought the company, he's like, I'm making you a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take that off. <laughs> there's, there's so many opinions we could have about Vince, but you know, he was right though. In the long run, Sarge's a baby face made a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah it did. And it, it gave him another person to go to other than it always being Hogan. Yeah, because they would, you know, they would run two shows a day, like on the house show loop. They would have Hogan headline one, and then they'd have Sheik and Sarge headline the other one. Yeah. So as we go, and I guess I got a, I've, I had so much fun this week in just looking at some of these old Sheik promos. It, I can imagine to decipher what he said. <laughs> trying to decide what he's saying. <laughs> If you listen closely, sometimes you can make it all out. <laughs> yeah. I have a specifically incoherent one that I'd like to, to show you. Okay. Lay it on us. Uh, all right. I'll just say in this, he has trouble keeping track of what day of the week it is. No. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Sheikh Galahani, Kosro Vasari, the Iron Sheik. We'll be back in the Bay Area this coming Wednesday night. And Iron Sheik, as you know, there are many... 
thousands and thousands of Arabians and Iranians in this area. Perhaps you'd like to address them in your native tongue, your language. Thank you very much, Jin. Khatmate Hamesh Shanavandegane Irani Aziz Hamantorke Jin Mingov Salamas Bukonova Mafakyate Hamesh Shamora Arzumikonam. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Sheikh. Were you talking about my golf game? No, I just said Jin means said say hello to that people, which is I said for God's sake. You're right. But I heard that the American punk with the flag come in the national TV and he insult me. He said I was Olympic champion. I was WW champion. But I can't wait till I get to the Oakland, California, March 19. This Wednesday. This Wednesday, whatever. I'm already sucked up, I'm already excited, I'm already upset you because know, that... Know, you know, back in the Middle East, they say older is better, older is wiser, is that correct? Exactly, Jim, now! Oakland, California, all-American city, wrestling city. I can't wait. See, I'm not Sarah Ross to show that punk Olympic move. But I'm Sarah Ross to take him down and beat him and make him suffer. Thank you. And then Thank you. I'll be happy. Iron Sheik, yes, in Oakland at the Coliseum Arena this Wednesday night. Thank goodness Gene was there. <laughs> I have exactly. no idea who. I have no clue who he was talking about in that promo. It was a flag-waving American. It could have been Hogan, could have been Sarge, could have been Corporal Kirchner, could have been Ken Patera, for all I know. <laughs> Anybody carrying a flag? Anybody carrying a flag to the ring? So who all carried a flag to the ring? Let's narrow this down. Right, Crap. right. We just did. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Duggan wasn't there yet, so I know it wasn't Duggan. Yeah. Speaking of flags, Barry, have you seen the Sheik biography on a &E? Yes, I have. I didn't know that Jerry Lawler painted the Ayatollah's face on the yeah, flag. Yeah, right, you know exactly. Yeah, no, I didn't know that at all. That was a very neat fact. Yeah. I mean, we all know Lawler's a really good artist in cartoons and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that was a really interesting little factoid there because... Shiki just had the Iranian flag, but then, yeah, just kind of put it over the top by putting the Ayatollah's face on it. Jerry was so know. good at all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that would have got Shiki heat in Iran for defacing the flag, but yeah. if it was the Ayatollah's face, I mean, they might have been okay with it. Cause... They, 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 they may have been, or they may have executed him publicly. You never can tell. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why, I don't think he ever went back, did he? No. I don't think Shiki no. ever went back to Iran. I don't think no. he did. After he defected. I don't think he did. No. Because so, he was in Georgia? Is that where he was at now? Uh, Yeah. I, was, I thought they said he was in Georgia. Yeah. I think he spent some time in Canada. Yeah. Like when he was, I think he was separated from his wife when he was getting clean. And he was in Canada. But then, yeah, I think his family lived in Georgia. I well, still do. They're still. Alive, well, yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so so much stuff to, to talk about with Sheik. I I feel it sucks for me because when I first started really watching Sheik, he was kind of at the at the tail end of his his run because you don't you don't realize he was almost fifty when he was doing the Colonel Mustafa stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was. 
So <clears throat> I started watching, he was already in his mid-40s, which is crazy to think about. So I didn't get to see, like, as it happened when he was, like, the stud, like, Olympic athlete, all this. What's crazy is how him. good he still was in his 40s and his 50s. Yeah, uh, not all that mobile. Like, he wasn't moving no, around but... too well. Uh, but yeah, he could still throw the suplexes, still do the yeah. camel clutch. Uh, he kind of had an underwhelming match with Sting at uh, Wrestle War '89. Doesn't everybody Sorry. have an underwhelming match well, with Sting at some point? Well, that's that's well, not Flair. Yet. I mean, God knows. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I don't think it'll. Ha- I think that. I hope not. But Dear God, no. Well, we no. Well, we already know there's not going to be a Sting Jericho match. So yeah. We can be thankful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but no. So she goes. Even when he came back, when he came back to the WWF doing the Colonel Mustafa thing, I didn't see it at first. I was. I don't think I was home. My brother was, and he says, "Hey, Iron Sheik is Iraqi now." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "I." I did get it? It's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, he's Colonel Mustafa. It's like, why would they change the Iron Sheik's name? Yeah. They, they could have easily kept him the Iron Sheik when, when doing that, you know? But Wow, uh, AJ just had a really good fact there that I didn't know about. Well, let's bring it up here. And Do we need to hire AJ as like a researcher? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do that. Uh, pro bono, of course. Of course, uh, you're not really getting paid, AJ. We could buy him started, a six pack. <laughs> she started training like, dude, that's true. I think he was like 30 when when he started training, like right around 30. Uh, didn't train for pro wrestling until he was about 35. So 35 might be pushing it a little bit, but right around there. If he had started training in his early 20s, he would have been turning up like Gotch and Hackenschmidt, which believe it or not, I think is the first time that Gotch and Hackenschmidt have been mentioned on this show. But wow. no, it's true. If he would have started in his 20s, he would have been Kurt Angle level good. Or better. And, or better. That's one of those, when you talk about dream matches, that's when you talk about Prime Sheik against Prime Angle, who would win? Who? Hey, what the heck? Let's just make it an actual wrestling match. Let's really see like him a, go at Like it. a shoot amateur match? Yes. Oh man, that would that would be awesome. Oh boy. So right. <clears throat> you know what? I'd say throw Sheik against Lesnar in an amateur match and see who wins. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's something that I always wondered. Is did Brock ever get any interest from the Olympic team to try to because he won the NCAA in two thousand. That was the year of the Olympics. I wonder if anybody tried to get him to go and do to try out for the Olympic team, or if they Vince wouldn't pay him. him. I think is. I wonder if that's the thing. If he wanted, I bet that's it. Paid. They wouldn't pay him. Well, no, <laughs> Vince would. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Vince hey would. pal, forget forget the Olympics. Nobody cares about that shit, pal. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares about the Olympics. <laughs> Probably didn't say oh, that wait. when Kurt wait. Angle was in earshot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shut up and take my money, both in their prime. Sheik versus Emilio Mose. Yeah, that ticks all the boxes, both in the ring and the angle around it. Yeah, they'll. Yeah, the angle is the thing to remember. If if Sheik's doing the or anything, then you got angle, Mister USA. Yeah. Yeah. It's just print money. Yes. It would definitely print money. Yeah, that's a, that's one of those people always talk about dream matches. They always say Brett and Angle. I'm I'm with with AJ. Give me Sheik and Angle. 
Yeah. <laughs> Brett and Angle would have been okay. I don't think it would be. Yeah, it wouldn't it be as good as she can angle. It would have been a decent pro wrestling match, but she can angle. You could work in the amateur stuff and the suplexes and it. Yeah, it just be it just be great. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the gimmick battle royal? Of course, because <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things on any WrestleMania. It is one of my, my favorite things. My favorite Bobby Heenan line. My favorite Bobby Heenan line ever. By the time the Iron Sheet gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. Yep. <clears throat> Sheik she won the thing just because he couldn't go over the top rope. Exactly. Exactly. God, right. Did you see how deep that waddle was going down that ramp? No way he was going over that top rope. Oh, yeah. That's that's one of those. I mean, it's the Astrodome. They they had done the Silver Dome. They'd done the, I, I guess it was the Hoosier Dome when they did Indianapolis. It wasn't the. Yeah, it was Hoosier Dome. It wasn't. They, they did, and when they did the Sky Dome at, at six, they could have brought that little forklift golf cart thing and, and the little ride rings. the Sheik to the ring. <laughs> Even if the Sheik was the only one they do it for. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done it. <laughs> Well, let's, how, how you know what? I'll do you one better. Put him on the back of Taker's motorcycle and let Taker ride him down to the ring. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Holding the flag. But he'd start uh, like, gesturing at people, then he'd fall off. Right, but, uh, probably. Let's see. So Shiki would have been how old then? Let's see. 2001. It was what, 40? Yeah. 59. Wow. Well, he didn't yeah, take he could, a bump though. So he didn't take a didn't take a bump. Didn't go over the top rope. The only it, time he took close to a bump was after the match when Slaughter put him in the Cobra Clutch. Yeah, he kind of went down to a knee. <laughs> and then but I they, think uh, they helped him back up. <laughs> I, I I think so. It's uh, or he just rolled out. Course, <laughs> yeah. What did AJ Gee, say? This this sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's not time to stop yet. I've got one whining at the door too. My 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 little executive producer is meowing at me down here. Uh, I got one scratch. This is the long one. (laughs) This isn't the short podcast noodles. This is the long one that we do. Uh, Did you ever see the Heroes of Wrestling pay per view debacle? Bits and pieces of it. That's bits and pieces too many. Yeah, but it was. Exactly, she, it really is. She, she could Volkoff her on the <laughs> show. Yeah, I think it wrestled the Bushwhackers. They wrestled right. the Bushwhackers, yeah. Awful. <laughs> I love all four of them. Horrible. There was nothing good about that damn show. Nothing. Nothing. And I've watched so many different reviews about that show, and, and nobody has a damn thing positive to say about it. It no, was just uh, they, terrible. Uh, AJ, was that the one where Yoko reserves like 800 pounds? Yeah, that's the same one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tony Schiavone did a watch along on his podcast with Conrad not too long ago where they watched that pay-per-view and just nothing redeeming about it whatsoever. And uh, I've got a friend, uh, Dustin Danger, a friend of the show, who actually recorded it off of the pay-per-view like when it happened. I think out of morbid oh, wow. curiosity. So I actually saw it like a week after it aired because he had it on. It was on oh. the same tape as the Royal Rumble that year. So I oh, borrowed wow. the Rumble. I wanted to watch the Rumble, so I borrowed the tape from him. I didn't know that that show was on it also. And my Lord, it was the worst 
the between the wrestling, the announcing, the commentary, it was just all horrible. So a Rampage episode of AEW. I, it makes Rampage look like WrestleMania. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. That's rough. So, yeah. So I got one more promo that I think we're coming up on hour two. So I think when we start hour two, we're going to probably get off of Sheik and move on to a couple things here. But I got I got one more promo I want to show here. It's, speaking of Sheik and Volkov, excuse me. I yeah, loved him I with see. Volkov. I'm sorry. I yeah. love Sheik and Volkov. Oh, yeah. tag. They were oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, of course I saw them in Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling first when they were driving in the big truck with the studded wheels. <laughs> All right, oh, so here's one. Wrestling. So here's a, Ho- a Sheik Volk- Volkov promo with uh, Mean Gene, or as she called him, Gene Mean. You know, Gene Mean. Gene Mean. The inte- he, he called him an intelligent Jew more than once <laughs> in promos before. Gene's not Jewish. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh cheeky. <laughs> Can a man be a national treasure if he's not actually from this nation? Yes. I'd say yes. Yes. I think he's put the time Definitely. in. I think we can say that Iron Sheik is a national treasure. Well, right, how old here was we go. he when he came Wally. over? Well, how old was he when he came over? Maybe 30. Uh, so he's been over half of his life here. Uh, so. late, tw- late 20s. Late 20s, almost yeah. 30 probably. So all right. half of so his life later. Yeah, all right. So let's show you Sheik and Volkov here. Here we go. Sheik and you, Nikolai Volkov, we've got new champions representing the World Wrestling Federation. Let me tell you, Gene, man, I consider myself and my partner, Iron Sheik, still the World Tag Team Champion because we never lost the belt that was stolen away from us. And you look at history, you look at the Olympics, you find out the Russian and Iranian take lots of gold medal Olympics. But what are British Bulldogs did? Did they have any British guy from Britain took any gold medal Olympics? No. You know why? Because we are the best. And that's why we want British Bulldogs, because I know, and my partner know, we can beat him. That's right, Sheik. You're absolutely right, uh, Nicole. What do you want to ask him? Ask me. I well, just, I, I, I think you've got to give the British Bulldogs, you've got to give credit where credit is due. They're, they're, they're high-flying. They have that, that gymnastic style. They're good. Gene Min, you're absolutely right. Exactly. Exactly. But, but, who he beat? American. Yes, Valentine and Beefcake. Exactly. Precisely. Oh, whatever. Don't get as smart with me now. Exactly. Now. British Bulldog, whatever your name is. British Bulldog. Gene, I'm already excited. I can't wait to that Russian man and myself to get that to them, to punk English Bulldog. Br- Just like Nicholas said, intelligent American, they've been library, they read about Angolan. Who went? Nobody. Now, remember, sooner or later, this man is not Bruce's Biffkey, and I'm not Greg Hammer Valentine. Thank you. I'm the other sheep. Thank you. And he's the pants. We're right back. Thank Someone please needs to teach Sheiky about time cues. <laughs> yeah. I know when he gets Poor rolling. Guy. <laughs> Tell me that when you look at Nikolai Volkov in the mid-80s, you don't see Claudio Castagnoli a little bit. Yes. Yes. Definitely. A bulkier version? Yeah, a bulkier version. I wouldn't even say if it was bulkier. 
thicker. Thicker. There you go. Thicker. Uh, yeah. uh, thicker. Well, you know, uh, uh, Nikolai is the uh, 320 pound Lithuanian, so. That's true. Yep. <laughs> Not Yugoslavian, though. Not Yugoslavian. Lithuanian. In the words of Bobby Heenan, Lithuanian. <laughs> Although he actually is Yugoslavian. He, he was from yeah, Yugoslavia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Yugoslavian heels don't draw money, I guess. <laughs> Depends where they're at. That's true. If they're in Mattoon, I'll bet they could. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a prodigious heel from Yugoslavia. Oh, jeez. Here we go. No. Maybe, maybe Sheik. prodigious. Sheik. Sheik. Back on Sheik. Okay, let's Sheik. wrap up on Sheik. Uh, man, there's... <laughs> the last thing I'll say about Sheik, uh, he... I love Bobby Heenan, I love Bobby Uger, but I think Sheiky had my favorite Hall of Fame speech ever. Because what it you sounded like of it. <laughs> it sounded like the insane ramblings of a crazy despot from a foreign country. Yeah, he, it did. It was. It sounded like a promo, and then he, same time cues. He wouldn't stop every time <laughs> me and Gene would try to throw to the next thing. She would pop back, wander back over, and get on the microphone and say more things. So, <sighs> and he, yeah. It's, and H.A. made a point. You, it says national treasure. They never specify which nation. So, I mean, so that's good enough for me. Yep, works for me. Yep. And, of course, we put Iron Sheik into our Hall of Fame about a month ago. Uh, I feel bad. We talked about him for 25 minutes then. Little did we know that we'd have to do it all over again today. I mean, I'll talk about Sheik all day long. I, I say there's no problems with talking about Sheik, but... It's like, I just don't want to rehash things we'd already discussed, which... Unfortunately, I think we probably did. Wait, no. Did uh, we mention? Uh, did we mention uh, him uh, knocking the head off of Barry Windham at WrestleMania one with that damn cane? What cane? <laughs> right. What cane? I didn't, I didn't have no cane. <laughs> I have never seen anybody get hit with anything so hard in all my life. I mean, it, it, it busted up Sheik's hand. He was, his hand was bleeding because he he. Serving potatoes with that damn cane. <laughs> that's, that's, probably, just, that's, that's the thing with Sheik. Everything he did was over the top. I mean, he was, yeah. Nobody ever claimed he was unsafe in the ring, but when he gets excited, whether it's a promo or if it's using that damn walking stick, the kibosh <laughs> old Barry Windham. Uh, God, now that he hit him once, he hit him twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought, the first I went back and watched it. I thought I saw the handle of that cane go into the crowd. <laughs> it probably did. Because it was like a brass brass handle, wasn't it? Yeah. Heck like of a souvenir. Somebody got a hold of it. <laughs> uh, where's where's oh, the treasures man. going to look for that one at? Come on now. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> also, something we said. Uh, first ever title change at a WrestleMania was that match when Sheik and Volkov sure won the tag titles. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts about the Great Iron Sheik before we move on? Still one of the greatest heels ever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then some of his and then some of his shoot interviews once he was out of the ring and a whale away from the wrestling ring. Uh-huh. Oh uh-huh. my God! This man is an absolute maniac, and he was a national treasure, like AJ said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I may have to put some of the uh, Howard Stern 
clips on their uh, Facebook page after after we go off the air. Because I think he talked about running for mayor against Rob Ford in Toronto when he was <laughs> when Rob Ford was the crackhead mayor of Toronto. Oh That's boy. Like, I was like, I would pay to see the debates if she ever <laughs> ran for office. Oh. But no, uh, I definitely agree. National treasure. Argue, I would say arguably greatest heel of all time. Definitely. Uh, arguably. But oh, yeah, I, well, AJ, was... AJ, you're right. We didn't mention the, uh, oh, the kayfabe killer on the uh, kayfabe killer of the New Jersey Turnpike or wherever it was in 1987. <laughs> Uh, I heard about that long after the fact because I it was 1987. I wasn't smart. I was five years old. <laughs> but the, just the idea yeah. that these two—I mean, Duggan was half nuts anyway. <laughs> yeah. Then you got Sheik, who I know he's fully nuts. It's okay. He's fully yeah. Nuts. <laughs> and get pulled over by the cops. I can't imagine the if the cop was a wrestling fan, what his reaction would be. Because, Ooh, because yeah. those two were feuding. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just the fact it was an American babyface and a foreign heel. He, they were in a feud with each other at the time. And they got pulled over. Yeah, <laughs> right. They uh, just totally killed everything. Them, they killed the yeah. whole business. Yep, yep. Did you uh, ever hear what Duggan said, uh, Vince said to him was the next day? No. Vince, when, when Vince called. First off, Duggan thought that they were going to get away with it because nobody noticed. But then it just—it was all over the news and everything. The next day, Vince caught Vince caught window. It calls Duggan, and Duggan said the first thing that Vince said to him was, "What have you done to us?" <laughs> okay, yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like what AJ just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't get fired for getting arrested. They got fired for getting caught driving together. They got yeah. watched. <laughs> yeah, they got the Bill Watts pink slip, as I call it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so Shiki got fired. Duggan got fired, but they brought Duggan back. They had they still had some miles to go with Duggan, and I think I think Jake was the one that told Duggan don't go, don't do anything yet. And I think Jake might have helped smooth it over a little bit. But yeah, Sheik, I think they knew he was about in the twilight of his career, so they didn't bother bringing him back. I was gonna say he was probably getting close to retirement anyway, so. Or at least a much lighter schedule. Yeah, much lighter but, schedule. But that gave us the Bolsheviks, though. We got uh, Nikolai got Boris Zukov, and the rest was history. Yep. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, Mark. We gonna close uh, this up with Shiki. Yeah, let's close up Shiki. Shiki, rest in peace. Uh, hopefully, you get your. I don't know. If, the 72 virgins is a thing. I know he's the, I believe he was a proud Muslim. So I hope he enjoys his afterlife, however that may be. And uh, we will, we will tell tales of the Iron Sheik until we are in the ground ourselves. I'm sure. And, uh, yes, we will. <laughs> AJ's endorsing the idea to fire them for being in the car together. Fair enough. Yep. All right, so we got some other stuff to discuss here. Uh, number one, something that made me very happy over the weekend. Uh, we have a new Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Steve Macklin had kind of a short run, but uh, look at this guy. Alex Shelley is the world champion now in Impact. 
Very yeah, deserving. I couldn't, I couldn't be happier because every time somebody asks me who the best wrestlers are out there, and this is going back to when, like, in the indies, because I've been watching Shelly for almost 20 years, and oh, wow. he was always at the top of my list for best all-around wrestlers in the business. Uh, and Can't argue with that. No. it's uh, He always kind of got lumped into that X-Division junior heavyweight category. But number one, he managed to go from being a successful singles guy on, on the indies, uh, over like wrestling in Germany and Japan, all this comes back over to the U S then he starts up a tag team with Saban kind of out of the blue. It's, uh, they, when they start at the machine guns in like Oh six, then they go to Japan when tag titles there, they come over, have a classic with the Briscoe brothers and ring of honor in April of Oh seven. And that was all before they ever, uh, had any tag team matches in TNA. Like the machine guns was strictly an, an outside of TNA product until like the middle of 07. And then they do the business. I don't know how much you watched of TNA back in 06 or 07. Uh, I didn't watch made, a lot. I'll admit. I didn't watch a lot. They, yeah. I didn't start watching till 08. So yeah. Okay. Well, they got made in November of 07 by the Dudleys when the Dudleys were working heel. And they had a tag match with the guns on a pay-per-view. And the guns beat them clean. Which is really saying something. Because they were, like I said, it was two X-Division guys in what was being perceived as a brand new tag team. And yeah. they're going up against the Dudley boys. And then they wind up having a feud over the X-Division title. Because the Dudleys are anti-X-Division. So it's like a whole big thing. And uh, You know, so I want to say I remember that. That feud with the Dudleys and the and, and the machine guns because I want to say uh the the uh the Dudleys did an in ring beatdown of the guns while Bubba while, while Bubba Ray was doing a promo. Yeah. Am I okay? Okay. Yeah, I was, remember that. It was like a it was a it was a six man feud basically. It was the Dudley boys and a guy named Johnny Divine who's a Canadian. Johnny Divine, yeah. May you rest in peace. Oh, I didn't know he passed. I th- I, didn't he? I believe Johnny right. Divine passed. AJ. <laughs> I'm on it. Yeah. Get, my, get our researcher on the case. AJ Mifflin, tell me if Johnny Devine is still alive. Uh, but no, but then the gun seemed up with Lethal. It was when Lethal was doing the Black Machismo thing. And uh, so they had like, they had an Ultimate X match where the Dudleys won by climbing a ladder. So they didn't go across <laughs> the cables. And, uh, but no, the guns, I mean, they had, they took the basics of what the uh, the buckaroos are the young bucks, but they added the fact that they could actually wrestle and they could use psychology and they could work a, a good match. And this says Johnny's me, still alive. Okay, okay. Johnny. hot shot Johnny Divine. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he's forty nine, okay. but he's still alive. Okay, okay. I know somebody died. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awful thing to say, but but no, uh, no, the guns had. <laughs> They had such a good run and impact until I think Snelly got hurt. Uh, I think he won the X Division title once, and then they came back a couple of years ago and just were doing the uh, the tag team thing again. And it's easy to forget Saban was the world champion too in twenty thirteen. Yeah. I think it was when he beat Bubba. When he beat Bubba, yep. And it was it was I think it was strictly a feel good moment to let him have the. 
I think it was also a way to like, smooth over the fact that uh, Dixie didn't pay for Saban's medical care when he hurt his knee before that. But that I don't know that to be the case, so don't quote me on that. I don't, I don't want to get sued. I got uh, backed up by our uh, researcher, oh. too. Oh, yes, there it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, AJ also adds, sad Macklin's run was so short, but I can't be mad about Impact finally putting some respect on Alex Shelley's name. That's true. And it's like I told AJ, because I posted about this on the Facebook page, and AJ kind of said the same thing in the comments. Uh, I don't think Macklin's going to be without that belt for too long. I think yeah, something's gonna, yeah, he'll get it back. I think he'll get it back. I think this was uh, just something to do for Shelly to get him his moment to, you know, to get him a little bit of shine. But the business is Macklin and Alexander when Josh Alexander comes back from his injury. So that's what's got to happen. He's got to, it's to borrow a phrase from Cody Rhodes, Alexander needs to finish his story, which is getting the belt back. But the the story was with Macklin. That was that was what was supposed to happen before Alexander got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then Macklin won the vacant title from uh, I think Swan, I think was the other guy in the in the title match. But they've been doing promos back and forth. Macklin been taunting the, his kid and all this, all, all the good heel stuff that you want to see. So I need to I need to see that paid off, and it's got to be Macklin and Alexander. Mate, I don't know how long uh, Josh is out for. It was uh, triceps, I think. Shoulder, triceps, one of those. Something with the arm. Yeah, so he's going to be out for a while. So I don't think Bound for Glory is going to be an option. But you you never know. It could. Uh, he's a freak, so he might be a fast healer. You never know. Uh, yeah. That's, if that's the case, we got about four months of recovery time. So I don't know what the, uh, what the timeline was that he gave when he got hurt. But uh, eventually, that's what's it's got to happen. And Shelly is the kind of guy, he's not hurt by any kind of a loss, you know. He can always go back to the tag team thing, or he can just be the guy that just has the best match on the card every show. Yeah. If he stays single. Very true. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, so that was the big story out of uh, Against All Odds over the weekend. Uh, I haven't seen the whole show, I just watched that match so far. Uh, Bully got beat up by Scott Demore. He got a receipt for putting him through a flaming table a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Kushida, not Swan. Okay. Uh, eight plus month window of time. So that was so. I think he's got about four or five months left on his recovery. Then, if my math is right. Yeah, because that was what February when Alexander got hurt. I think it was. April. Was it April? It was March or April, I thought. I think it might have been March then. Okay. I think. It was right around WrestleMania time. Okay. Because he got hurt, and then I think the same, that was the same weekend where Mickey was hurt, so she had to vacate the women's title. Oh. Jeez. So, so Macklin and Perrazzo won both titles, and they're married. Yeah. <sighs> but they don't, but... Diana's a baby face and Macklin's a heel, so they're not doing the the pairing. They're not paired up. Which is kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind yeah. of sick of well, couples on wrestling. Plus, their characters are so different. You know, Diana's the classy Italian, like, like I think the virtuosa, so she's very glittery and sparkly and all that. Then Macklin's the marine 
psychopath, you know, tag him, bag him kind of stuff, you know, so doesn't exactly go together. I mean, in real life, right. obviously it does, but exactly. Tracked, I guess. <laughs> That's a lion and lamb relationship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Macklin and Yana better than Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Uh, well, you know, it's it's different. It's a different dynamic. I, I'm inclined to think that Britt kind of wears the pants in the relationship. For uh, uh -oh. oh, I think did we offend Barry? He uh, he, he ran perhaps away. Perhaps technical difficulties. He'll be back. Don't you talk about Britt Baker? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's going to care. <laughs> <sighs> well, speaking well, speak of AEW, <laughs> yeah. So nice segue, Mark. I'm proud of you. Thank, thank you. <laughs> So, as we know, our friend Gary Vassilio is taking some time away, but he wanted to, he made a point to send me a message with just four words today before we went on. It just said, That's, wait, let me get okay. back in here. All right. Okay. Can I tell so you a guess? Can I guess? Go ahead. It's a work. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. That's three words. He's, well, his it message is, is a work. I had to figure it I, out in my head. I told you so. Oh, I told you so. I knew because, it was coming. Because our buddy Tony, in his no. infinite wisdom, finally got all the banana peels off the floor. God, look at it. Stark Raven Maniac. <laughs> but they made it official. Punk is back, and nobody is surprised that it's going to happen in Chicago. Uh they're saying I didn't realize all the heat that was going on with that. I hadn't heard all the heat that was going on with that oh, to begin between, with. With Meltzer and Alvarez and the Bucks. Oh, it was a shit show. That in a, uh, a steal, they were saying they were going to bring him back, but they weren't bringing him back. And They, they, they brought him back, but they're not going to have him at TV. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> Which could be a good thing. <laughs> your heart out. Oh, Mr. Electricity, Tony Khan. Yeah. Oh my lord! So thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and I love the fact he didn't say that when he did his announcement last week. Tell he me he doesn't it. listen to corny. Tell me he exactly. Oh corny. yeah. Well, you know, plenty of Cult of Cornet members are at the shows in AEW, so you know he's got to be getting some shit from people. Uh, Speaking of, I got something to bring up about AEW that I noticed, and I, I know I think you guys noticed it too. There was a okay. there was a there was a sign. Did anybody else see the sign about MJF fearing David Vega? I didn't see that. There's a sign MJF during MJF's promo. It's Davey Vega's who they're talking about. Well, honey, I've seen a lot of things last week on Dynamite, but that was not one of them. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I need to go back and watch and find it. I know we'll, it's MJF. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know. Uh, with Shaza being a zero one Saturday, Wonder Davy will be there too. I Very true. I doubt it. I, I, I doubt it, but you never know. Okay, no. Okay, back. We're, we're not talking about zero one. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Back, back to Tony. Back, back to back to Florida, Tony. Back to Florida, uh, Tony. Yeah. So finally, finally announces Punk for Chicago. I did not. I mean. A part of me is okay with the main event they announced for the Chicago show, but I mean, as far as participants, but if that's the only match they've announced, just do two matches, do a tag match and do the single. 
I'll well, maybe they're thinking. No, I'll take Joe and Puck all day. They announced another one. Oh, did they? Yeah. Because um... they announced uh, Gin and Juice and Joe uh-huh. against Puck and FTR. Gin, Juice, and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and Danielson and. Uh... Don't say Okada. That's for Forbidden Door. It is. Door. It is. That is who it is. Forbidden Door, Danielson honey. Oka- oh, that's Forbidden that's a, Door. That's not okay. for Collision. That's for Forbidden Door. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So yeah, so far, so that's all they've announced for Collision so far for that first show is the main event. And from what I'm hearing, Punk isn't driving the ticket sales the way that a lot of people expected him to. He is in Chicago. In Chicago, but, but he's ticket not sales in Canada, in Canada are, are the shits right now. Yeah. Driven shits. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that Ticketmaster's doing Ticketmaster things and Jacking up the price to Jesus Scott Christ, right? Six hundred, six hundred dollars for a front row seat for a shitty Saturday afternoon TV. Yeah. I'm gonna have to pass on that. Yeah, I'll I, watch it from I home. Will, I will happily go to zero one on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, going to that. I'll DVR Collision and I'll watch it probably at, at work point. on Sunday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like I say this till I'm blue in the face. Live TVs are not as fun as independent house shows. It's not. Uh, AJ, they announced. Uh, I, yeah, I did hear they announced like Miro and I think Andrade and Thunder Rosa, but they haven't announced matches for him yet. Is the only thing. And I think Pockets is going to be there. Oh God. Although well, he's on, he's on the, he's on the poster. Although they got to get that belt off of him. They do. Although the swerve, back, beat the, him up with his backpack. The swerve, <laughs> the swerve and Pockets match. Last week wasn't terrible, but they should have went home long before they went home. Yeah, but and it I wasn't would've... a bad match. No, I mean, and that's the thing. Pockets can wrestle, but he does the the hands in the pockets and the, the sloth kind of business. Thanks, guys. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, AJ, when uh, we went to AW, it was sixty for front row, for second row. Yeah, I think it was eighty for front row because I I did. I actually ponied up the eighty bucks for front row, but uh, yeah, that's like six hundred bucks for uh, Canada, yeah, Toronto yeah. or Hamilton or Medicine, at a time Hansen, when it's beautiful it outside in Canada and people can actually get out of their yeah. houses. But, yeah, but they're running in, Sask- in Saskatchewan, which, from what they're saying, the weather is the shits all year round in Saskatchewan, <laughs> and everybody leaves town. Yeah, so let's have a show there. You know, I'm not I'm not blaming Punk for this. I'm no. blaming Tony. This is all Tony. This is all it's Tony. The, the shit starts at the top. Yep. And, and it rolls downhill. Tony Tony should have nipped this shit in the bud the second that Larry got punted across the room or whatever hell happened to him. It never should have went that hopefully, far. Hopefully the that right, never didn't happen. But Yeah, you know. the first time Punk opened his fucking mouth, he should have shut it down. But he doesn't have yeah. any balls, so and these are all his life-size action figures, and he's living his wet dream, so what was he going to say? He was going to sit there and look stupid like he did at that media scrum. <laughs> yeah, that look right there is the look he made at that media scrum Let you know that, that Tony Khan has no balls. And you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can quote me on that. Barry Sinclair said it. Tony Khan has no balls. Oh, we got you. Oh, we got you on video. You're good. <laughs> yeah, we got you on video. <laughs> Tony doesn't do market research. He does a fat line of redacted. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, you are not wrong, my friend. 
what? No, that's what it is. If I hear Tony say something is a dream match one more time, I'm going to slap him. Right? Right? I'm sorry. Bandito and Jericho was not a dream match. No, it's not. Anywhere. Anything with Jericho was not a dream I'll, match. I'll give you Danielson and Okada. That could be classified as a dream match. I'll give him that. But staying against Sean Spears is not a dream match. No. And I like Sean Spears when he was tied to Lynn. Watching Jungle Boy and Hook team up is not a dream match. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? No. Oh, and we'll get in the next, and I'm going to put this out there. The next episode we do in two weeks, we are going to go through the whole fucking roster of AEW. We're going to say pros and cons. Uh, Ari, guess who isn't on the women's roster of AEW? I laughed so hard when I went through and looked at it. I had to, I had to fix it, but yeah, it's, uh, they left somebody out. Who they leave out? Somebody we know. <laughs> oh, 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 little Miss Belt Holder. Okay, <laughs> little Miss Blue Sky. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she, she's guy. not on the list. I was like, Ooh. no, I had to, I had to adjust it just so I don't, I don't forget things because. Uh, there are a few people that weren't on the list I had to put back on. Marina Shafir wasn't on there either. I didn't. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> We're in your home. My father was Pusha from Pusha and my mother was Anne from the Bronx, and you don't know me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn. I wrestled barefoot and I begged for change, but you don't know me. <sighs> oh, Sorry. Okay, and who, who really wants to see Adam Cole versus MJF? I mean, no, it's gonna... it's fine, I guess. The promo value, actually... it makes sense. I, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say Adam Cole out promoted MJF on Wednesday. He did. he did. MJF was picking a lot of low hanging fruit in his promo. It just it. MJF's promo was the same promo every week. Let's write, yeah. let's dog the crowd out, let's dog this person out, and then let's love me. That's his promo every week. But it's yeah, still but, so damn good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good, but after a while, it's kind of just like, eh. You and know it, what? I like it went too long last And week. Cole called him on it, too. He said, hey, you're saying the same shit you said about Danielson, basically. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, but Cole's always been a good promo, as long as I can remember. So I'm not true. surprised that... Very true, very true. Good. It's just, and the stuff that MJF said about <laughs> Cole's physique and all that stuff, it's kind of, kind of, again, low hanging fruit. But he's not entirely wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. Adam, That's the... <laughs> Adam Cole benefited immensely from having the PC because yes, he was at a, he had a, the facilities to be in proper shape, and that's why he never got hurt. Yeah, yeah. dude's lost yeah. like twenty pounds since he left WWE. At least. At least. At least. Yeah. All in his and, arms. Yeah, and and then it's shown that's why he's got shoulder problems, he's got concussions. It's he doesn't have the, the cushion. And that makes me frankly concerned because I don't know, Tony's gonna just keep running him out until he can't go anymore. <laughs> AJ has a good point. NXT Adam Cole would eat AEW Adam Cole for breakfast. Absolutely. Yes. I miss NXT AEW. Adam Cole. NXT Adam Cole, I would buy as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Yes. AEW Adam Cole, not so much. Mm-mm. But everybody uh, wants to love him so much. They want yeah, to. Everybody does love him. He's, he's a likable guy. Yeah. But, uh, 
that's the thing. You you can't just give trophies to all your little pee wee soccer players, you know? Nope. Right. Nope. We're no longer six years old. Nobody. Right. Not everybody gets a trophy. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. If if pockets worked for Bill Watts, that he would not be a. He'd be right fired now. and he'd have his ass kicked. <laughs> he put his hands in his pockets. He would Buck Robley would slap the piss out of him. Right, I'm about to say, yeah, Bill Walker would knock fire from his ass, right from his face. It's what? Uh, <laughs> and find him. What match you got your way to watch? Adam Cole versus Marty Scroll for the TV. I actually have seen that match. It's really good. Right after uh, Cole got kicked out of Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And why is MJF going back with the when I was a kid, it's always when I was a kid. When I that's was a does, kid, that's what he does doing, best. Well, it's what that's in punk, and now he's doing it with Adam Cole. And I'm like, are you trying to say they're old, or what are what are you getting at here? Yeah, because uh, I'm not sure how old Adam Cole is, but he's not that much older than MJF, is he? I think he's like 35 ish. AJ, <laughs> right? Come on, fat toy. Right. right, come on, fat toy boys. <laughs> Kick it. <laughs> yeah, since, since we can't control his filter. <laughs> right. He's 33. So, 33. Okay. So he's not. So MJ is what, 26? 27. maybe? 27. So he's only, so he's only about five years. That's, you can't play the age card when somebody's five years older than you. In wrestling, you kind of can. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's different. I, it's, I not think... like when, it's not like when Bubba Ray called Sting a dinosaur in TNA. Yeah. God, that feud. <laughs> so good. So good. The fucking power driver, dude. Bully Ray, I think, is the best heel in wrestling right now. It comes so natural to him. So natural. Because he does he does not want any cheers. So he does everything he can to get booed by everyone. And it's it, kind of how yeah, it's always it's, been, though, isn't it? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched? His, have you seen his ECW stuff? <laughs> that's the reason. That's the reason why they never had entrance music in ECW. He didn't make <laughs> any joy. No. Because <sighs> when the Dudleys first started, when they were babyfaces, they used Highway to Hell, which was what Spike wound up using through his whole run. But yeah, when Devon and Bubba teamed up, they said no more music. <laughs> it just their their music was the booze of the people. Bubba says. There you go. And what there a symphony go. it was. That's right. There needs to be more people that don't use music these days. Everybody has to have a a big um, Titantron video and music and pyro. Give me somebody. Walter could get away with not having music. He could, yeah, yeah, he could. Uh, God, uh, sorry. Champa, I'm sorry. Champa was so great with it. Gunta. Gunta. Yeah. And then Champa, he was so great with his uh, NXT hero run with no music. God, it was just golden. Yeah, there was even a little stretch where Ziggler was going no music. In, uh, yeah, I remember that. When he came back from dropping the U.S. belt. Yeah, literally. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just dropped it on the floor and walked away. <laughs> <sighs> Which kind of ticked me off because I like Ziggler and I wanted him to actually hold the title instead of Corbin. Well. Neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah. But now Corbin might be the uh, NXT champion before too long. And I'd be okay with it. What if I missed? What if I missed? I don't oh, want yeah, to you, wrestling on Yeah, you need to go back. Yeah, uh, Corbin so, went, went down to uh, NXT and, and messed a few things up. He's feuding with Carmelo. Wait, wait, which Corbin are we getting? 
we're getting kind of basketball shorts Corbin with no knee pads. Yeah, basketball shorts tank top. Yeah. <laughs> we're not getting happy Corbin. That's what you're asking. I don't no. Want happy, no, those aren't the Corbins I want. I want, I want, I want long Corbin. I long wolf, wolf, exactly. Long wolf, red dot. This is my spot wolf. Yes. Right. <laughs> I want lone wolf back. I love that Corbin. Yes. I love same. that Corbin. That was my favorite Corbin. But I, I'm, I bet it's going to be a hell of a match. because Say what you want about Brother Corbin. He can work his ass off. Yeah, he's he can. He's a hell of a worker. One of the safest ones. Yeah. He's known to be one of the safest workers. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Which and is crazy. That's. But what they've put him through with Happy Corbin and Sad Corbin, come on. Come on, writers. You've got to be better than this. Yeah, the whole constable thing, too. Waiter at Applebee's. (laughs) I I will say, are we going to run? For a second, I thought this had Beef House Show. Best house show (laughs) match I ever saw was Baron Corbin versus Dog. I think I was. Yes, AJ. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. That match was so good. And that, right? And that finished. I was like, what, 2015, 2016? 2016, and it was in Bloomington. Was okay, it in so Bloomington? I was I at that one. Or maybe it was, at, or maybe it was in uh, Danville. I can't Danville? remember. Might have been in Danville. No. One, well, it might have been Dan, It might have been the Danville show I didn't go to. Because I didn't go to both of them. I went to the one in 2015. That was uh, Kevin Owens and uh, John Cena, right? Yeah. yeah, we were there. We were there for that one, too. I was at that one too. Wow, small world. Oh, it, wasn't that, though, so it must have been the one after it that. It was okay at the Palmer Center. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Palmer Arena. Yeah. The former home of the Danville Dashers, but that's the tragic tale for another time. Now, I think that was the one where I got pictures with Enzo. Oh wow! Yeah, because they were they were in the opening match. Enzo and Cass. Yep. Yep. Oh wow. Oh. I'm not yeah, a fan up close of and real personal with Becky Lynch too. That was a little disturbing. Who did? I did. Oh, we really? we were we were on the entry ramp, on like right next to the entry ramp for that show, like four rows back, and there was a chair that right there, and she stood up and she was like right here, and I couldn't oh, pie get in away. The face. Yeah, I couldn't get no, I couldn't get out of the way. It was bad. <laughs> Wait, was that the like one, Mari, that you guys got in trouble for your uh, sheet mask? Oh yeah, yeah. AJ can tell that story better than I can, but yeah, them old <laughs> ladies was them old ladies were mad at us. <laughs> AJ, when Kevin Owens went through two tables and took an AA onto a stack of chairs the night before Battleground, because I think the yeah. year before that, the one in fifteen, it was like before that was before Battleground. It was like the same, like almost a year to the day. Yeah, because because on the pay per view Owens wrestled Cena in a street fight, and they did the match the night before. Mm. Probably getting some stuff worked out, I would imagine. Yeah, because that next year it was Rollins and Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when we take your pop back up. Yep. Main that night, Bray. No, that was the second one because it was Bray and uh, Luke Harper. Okay. Because Bray was it Bray and Big Show. Because Bray forgot his lantern. Yeah. <laughs> they went to yeah. Home Depot oh, no. and they were out of him. <laughs> he had his cell phone with the flashlight. It basically. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Oh, well, so we talked about Collision, about all we can, because we don't know any of the fucking matches on it. Because uh, AEW likes to wait till two days before to announce what's happening. 
Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, uh, guys. Let me ask you this. So we got Forbidden Big Door Show. coming up. That was it. Okay. So Forbidden Door's coming And I actually liked Forbidden Door last year because I liked the, the mix-up. You had some, some fresh matches in there. You know, New Japan guys, AEW guys. We already know we got Okada and Danielson. And I've got to think that's going to be the main event. It kind of has to. Just for has star to be, power. Yeah. Because I don't know who's going to be the... Is it going to be Cole and MJF for the title at Forbidden Door? Isn't that kind of what they said? Did, is that what they said? I, I didn't... I thought that's what I they said that. Wednesday, that Cole had talked his way into getting MJF to agree to it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he played his punk card masterfully on that promo. I just couldn't remember if they said it was going to be All Out or uh, Forbidden Door. Uh, Forbidden Door sounds right. Forbidden Door sounds right. Yeah. So if you had to pick, and I think... I think G1's going on after Forbidden Door, if I'm not mistaken, which makes me wonder who's going to be coming over to the States for AEW before going back and doing a month-long tournament. So if you had to pick a match, what do you want to see at Forbidden Door? If you had to put a New Japan guy with an AEW guy, or, or woman, you never know. Hmm. I don't know enough of the New Japan people to say, honestly. Ooh, you know what I like to see if 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 both competitors were healthy and ready to go. I'd like to see I'd like to see uh 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 oh Monet versus uh Soraya once again. Oh, not a bad idea. I don't know if Mercedes is going to be healthy. She yeah no right. I, I don't think that foot's going to be ready, but I would love to see that. That could be that could be something for Wembley though. Yeah, definitely. You never know. Uh, it's easy to say you want to see Tanahashi against somebody. I don't know who it would be because we've seen him with Moxley, we've seen him with Jericho. Uh, I I'm I'm kind of at a loss. Maybe have Tanahashi against Pockets for the international championship. I mean, they're busy. They've Tony's ruined all his guys. Why not ruin a New Japan guy with <laughs> only right? Only if Tanahashi is gonna win. Like, don't 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 job him out like that to freaking pockets. If they're gonna job somebody out to pockets, I say Toriano. Yeah, because at least he'll have fun with it. <laughs> or Ishii, 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 whatever his name Ishii. is, the guy who didn't take any bucks. Ishii. Yeah. Yeah. He's. <laughs> The walking fire hydrant. Love exactly. Well, you know you're going to have Shibata there because he's the ROH peer champion. I was sorry, I was hell. reading AJ's quote. <laughs> right, hell, let, right. Let let Shibata and Yuta run it back one more time. They didn't do too bad. I kind of want to see Shibata with somebody like, not Moxley. Just I would fear for for Shibata's safety with Moxley. Give me like Shibata with Claudio. I was just getting ready Claudio. to say that. Put him in there with Claudio, title for title. Let him go. Well, actually, you know what? After Rampage a couple weeks ago, Shibata beat Moriarty, which was a really good match, by the way. I like Moriarty. I don't like what they're doing with him. But they had a stare down afterwards, Shibata and uh, Garcia, which I'm thinking is how where they're going to go with the pure title. So maybe that's what we get for uh, Forbidden Door. Okay, I'd be okay with that too. Okay, AJ has suggested for- his match. 
for a match between the young dudes, let me get Bone Soldier versus Darby Allen. Uh, I don't know if, Ish well, number one, Ishimori, I think, is hurt. But he's also not necessarily a young dude. He's been around for a long time. <laughs> uh, but no, Ishimori and Darby would be a hell of a match. I would say, I'm going to go one better. I'm going to say Darby and Hiromu. Takahashi. Make it make it a junior heavyweight championship match. No, Darby's a junior. He's clearly a cruiserweight. <laughs> and Hiromu can do some of the crazy stuff. Uh, he works a little smarter now than he did before he broke his neck. But then, I think the, uh, not the promos, but the interaction would be very interesting between those two in the ring. Does Will Ospreay qualify? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's he's got Omega. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's him and Omega. Omega. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one they announced for Forbidden Doors. Omega and uh, Osprey. Yeah, because I, I, I it was either Forbidden Door or Wembley. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. The first match they had was really good, actually. The one at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that one. I, I see Osprey getting his win back though. Yeah, yeah, I like Will Osprey. He's a grown ass man, and he hits like one. So okay. yeah, and he's working so much smarter now than he did when he was. Just a high flying junior with Ricochet. With Ricochet, and I and I enjoyed that for what it was. I was I mean, for what it was, that was I was actually okay. Vader with that wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people weren't fans, but no, I don't think Corny was a fan either. No, 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 uh, no. Have we heard what Corny thought of the opening sequence between uh, Drogistico Commander and Vikingo on Rampage? He doesn't watch Rampage. Week? I I just want to see him watch that like two minutes because it's just a lot of jump overs and leapfrogs and things. he'd hate all of it. <laughs> he would yeah he would turn it off immediately. AJ FTR versus Kevin Ocon I I'd be fine with that. That'd be a hell of a match I think. I am a big Jeff Cobb fan. And then uh, of course Ocon you know the great Ocon all hail you know he's uh, mm -hmm. he's really good too. Uh, I'm trying to think what they're gonna do with Sonata he's. He's their, he's their champ right now. He's the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. So I don't know who they would put him with uh, if if he's one of the ones. I would imagine they'd bring him over. How many multi-man uh, matches are we going to have during this? Well, in, At least New three. Loves, New Japan loves their multi-man matches. So I'm going to guess three six-mans, two eight-mans, and some clusterfuck battle royal thing. Maybe. AJ says Sonata versus MJF. Who? Maybe, but I don't know who who takes the loss in that. You want to keep? Uh, there's going to be a lot of politics in the booking on this show, probably. There's got to be because you got to keep. Oh, yeah, Gato and, you got to keep Gato and Tony. They got to keep your champion strong. <laughs> yep. Also, also this out there, uh, Barry. Tell me what you think of this MJF against Shingo. Okay. It can work, and I'd watch it. Shing Shingo <laughs> is one of my favorite guys. Going back to when he was in Dragon Gate. And I would love to see him against somebody like the caliber of like an MJF. Uh, I'm still I'm I'm racking my brain about Sonata. You put him with Moxley. I mean, I I know Moxley's got to be on the show somewhere because. Never mind. I figured it out. Sonata versus Archer for the title. Ooh. Ooh. Lance Archer needs to be a main eventer somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. A man that big and that talented just sitting around, just, it, it, it doesn't sit right. No. 
and I don't think it's him. No, it's not him. I like Lance Archer. <laughs> he's a you watch his stuff in Japan. He's he's a Brody kind of heel in Japan right now. Like he, I, li- run, I like he, Archer. He, he <laughs> Archer needed somebody out of a ring, and I enjoyed every minute of it. When he comes to the ring, he's going through the crowd like Stan Hansen or Brody would, just nice staring the shit out of people. Good. He's a lot better than people than freaking AEW books him for. Right. I mean, doesn't book him for. Nobody has ever booked him properly except for New Japan, and that was when he was with Kuro Eat Squad with uh, Harry Smith. Because WWF shit the bed with him. WWE when he was Vance Archer. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was for a cup of coffee. Impact, I don't think, ever knew what they had with him when he was Vance Hoyt. Yeah, when he had the whole rock and rave connection. Like, yeah, he was great doing that, but he could have did so much better. Yeah. I liked him when he was teaming with Kid Cash, though, early in TNA. Like, 04. Ooh. But, uh, let's see. Oh, Mox could be on the show in one of the random six-man tags, BCC versus Bullet Club. That makes that makes sense. I mean, it'd be all heels, but yeah, I can see it. Trying to stamp Hody. I need a translation here. Hoyt. Oh, oh yeah, the tramp stamp. I that bothered me for years. He had that <laughs> wing, that bird tramp stamp on his lower back. Nowadays, he's got more stuff on his back, so it doesn't look as glaring. But yeah, he was he had a tramp stamp for years, and it's always bothered me. But that doesn't take away from the work. And as good as he was then, when he put more size on and then went to Japan and did the stuff with Suzuki Gun, that's when he really broke out to me. Did we have anything interesting happen on Raw last night? Uh, Well, Rhea got her new belt, which is pretty sharp. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, The fans pissed me off. I I saw that. (laughs) I I heard they, they made you mad last night. Yeah, uh, Finn's cutting a hell of a promo on Seth, and the fans won't shut the fuck up with the damn song trying to drown him out. And they're trying to build an actual story that makes sense, and the fans are hijacking the whole fucking thing. It drove me nuts. (laughs) Because Finn cut a good promo. Seth cut a good promo. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And And Finn was trying to. And they made it a match that I am interested to see. Yeah. I was Which, excited I mean, to see that Damian Priest is up for Money in the Bank. Yeah. Which makes me, in my head, that makes me want to see Finn win the title and then Priest win the briefcase <gasps> and then see what happens. Ooh. They were kind of sowing the seeds a little bit last night with the uh, little dissension in the Judgment Day. Summer of Sinners. All right. Yeah. And they were also kind of building up a little bit with the. Uh, with Devlin talking with Priest, with uh, Finn in the back, so oh, I truly think that's the next move right there for Desmond Day is going to be uh, Devlin that, I, or I McDonough. McDonough, he'll always be Jordan yeah. Devlin to me, though. The Irish, he'll, he'll always be Jordan Devlin to me. Exactly, same here. Man, kind of so like I still can't call Pete Dunn Butch. <laughs> yes, poor Pete. <laughs> I'm getting better at calling uh, Gunther Glutha instead Gunther. of. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't bother me now as much as it used to. <laughs> no, that's because it came out of nowhere. In yeah. the middle of a match, he says, Stein, my name is Gunther. No, it's not. It's Walter. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Walt. 
<laughs> Didn't get. I think it was, and I think it was uh, somebody commented on the Cornet page. They were asking about everybody changing their name because the topic came up with Casey Cantanzaro getting a new name, even though she was like famous from doing Ninja Warrior, and yeah. Brian Last couldn't figure out why. Somebody commented said that I guess there had been a company white edict that nobody can use their indie names in the company anymore, which I think they said that years ago. And uh, that's the only thing I could think of that makes sense. But I would have said, it's my fucking name. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my birth name. It's not an indie uh, name. Chad Gable's match got cut down to two minutes before people sang too damn long. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hijack. I hate hijacking. Yeah. Come on, don't get yourself over at the crowd. It was in my Ten Commandments, wasn't it? It was. Go Sit back down, into the archives, find the episode where I do the Ten Commandments of wrestling fans, and that's in there. It is. It was more cause... aimed at Jericho fans at the time, but it well, it, it works for Rollins. It does. <sighs> Getting me all worked up here. <laughs> uh, the main event was really good last night, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, I haven't. Gunther, Gunther and Kaiser Wilhelm, or uh, Ludwig Kaiser against uh, Steen and Owens, or Steen and Zane. Okay. Owens and Zane. <laughs> You're gonna get it right there eventually. I'll get it right <laughs> eventually. I'll get it right eventually. But uh, but yeah, that was a really good match. That sounds. Uh, that actually sounds like a really good match. Yeah. Uh, I like the Cody Dominic thing going on right now. Yeah, me too. It just makes it just makes sense, you know. You got the most popular baby face against the guy that people hate the most. Just put them in a match together, you know. Doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Uh, I guess I think the assumption is Brock's going to do something to fuck over Cody. But I don't know if, he's, if he goes to England. I don't know if he wants to go I to I was going to say, I don't think he'll go. I mean, well, I if he gets paid enough. Well, yeah, if you pay him enough, he'll go. But that's the problem. Well, how many more days does he have left on his... How many more days this year can he be used? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been keeping track. It's not my day to watch him. He's been doing a lot of TVs. <laughs> he has been doing a lot of TVs, which makes me think he won't be doing a lot of their traveling. Right. Maybe he's taking a break till SummerSlam. And... I would say he'll be back for SummerSlam and probably Survivor Series. Probably, yeah. Uh, as long as he doesn't nope. get designs on one of those shiny new belts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so, I think Cody and Brock, they're going to have their <laughs> blow-off, I'm guessing, SummerSlam. It's got to be some sort of a gimmick match, right? It's I mean, going to have had to be. The, they had the straight-up match. They had the... I think it was just two straight up wrestling matches. They didn't have a stipulation yeah. on those. They didn't matches. have a stipulation on it. He just had the cast or brace or whatever right. you want to call it. All right. So if you have to pick a stipulation for this match, <laughs> what what are you going with? Menders, you first. Texas Bull Rope. Sorry, uh, AJ. <laughs> Bari, what do you think? No doubt it'll be a Texas Bull Rope match. No doubt. See, I'm with you. I say Bull Rope. Because you can do the thing where Brock can jump Cody before the belt and put the rope on his bad arm, and then mm-hmm. really make that part of the, part of the story, you know. And uh, I go bull rope matches. Dusty and Superstar in the seventies. Just, just, just that was also I'm gonna, in the seventies. I'm going to tell you what bull rope not to watch now, though. <laughs> uh, 
Luger, Luger and Hanson. <laughs> yeah, Lex Luger, Stan Hanson. We talked about that on Gold Rush on Friday. <laughs> and I went I back talked- and I watched it Friday night, and I was like, "Oh, I see my Rams hit. Don't watch this." Uh, I put I put Starcade ninety on. I think the day like Saturday, and literally fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> I, I, I was tired though, so I, I actually slipped through the bull rope match, and I'm not. I woke up right as the Black Scorpion was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, those late '80s, early '90s starcades were questionable. I like the Battle Bowl concept. Yeah, the, yeah. But those that was cool. The, the Iron Man tournament, the Pat O'Connor tag team tournament. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. That tag team tournament is kind of drug on there. Yeah, <laughs> that damn Jim Hurd. <laughs> so, I think it's time to move on, Menders. I gave you the uh, the task of figuring out who's going to go into the Hall of Fame. So let's get into that real quick. Hang on, yes. please. All right, so Hall of Fame, here, here we got it there. And uh, Minders, you told me ahead of time, so I got the graphic all set up. So why don't you go ahead and say who it is? Well, my inductee that I decided, which, Mark, were you a little surprised? I'm just curious. A little, but I didn't hate the choice. It was, okay. it was, just, it was a good choice. Bari has no clue. I haven't told him. So he, he really uh, doesn't know. Uh, my choice was the British Bulldogs. Okay. All right. Baby boy and dynamite. Yes. Oh, you you, you got to dynamite. He was so he was a dick in real life, but he was so good. He really was. And I don't think Davy Boy ever got his due until he went single for no. how good he was also. No. But I thought exactly. hopefully I can get two of my favorites into our Hall of Fame. Well, three. Well, three. Yes, three. There's, There's three. Because you can't forget Miss Matilda. Look at that. Look <laughs> at that Matilda. Miss Matilda and, and in later years, Winston. But that's, yep. that's neither Winston, here nor there. Davy's <laughs> Davy's mascot when he came back as a single. Yeah. But yeah. Matilda. Oh, I loved Matilda when I was a kid. I tried to get my dad to let me get the plush Matilda out of the magazine, but it didn't happen. I tried uh, to. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you go back and you think, but when when Dynamite, if you didn't have Dynamite, you don't have Eddie Guerrero. You don't have, or you I'm may, not. you don't have the style. Right, you know, right. you're, you're not going to have like Jushin uh, Thunder Lager. You're not going to have, because he brought well, over so much of that from the New Japan style. Well, Benoit pillaged his style mercilessly. Oh, yes. He was almost like a carbon copy of Dynamite when he coming up very to much his so. own detriment yeah because he too did not learn how to protect himself on a headbutt no <laughs> and hey aj's right dynamite was ahead of his time if he came around oh, yeah. 10 years later he would have won way more belts than he did i agree he he would have been a five or six time intercontinental champion if he would have come over 10 years later yeah but because i went yeah look at these look guys at- <laughs> 
Man. Both just jacked to the gills. Oh, yeah. And when they came to Stampede, they were the skinny little kids from England. And they put the, well, I would say they put the work in, but what's the word you use, Bari? Uh, recreational goodies? Is that it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they were their use of uh, recreational goodies. The juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, Billington uh, Bulldogs doing him proud oh, yeah. today, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I Look at those guys, though. I believe that's the Stampede Tag Team Championship. That looks like their belt. Yeah, that looks like their belts. No way in the world they both was both five foot four and that jacked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they always said. Dynamite had the physique of a 250 pound man and a 170 pound body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that they were a bargaining chip, too. When Vince bought Stampede from Stu, the condition was that he had to hire the Bulldogs, Brett, and Anvil and bring them into New York to if Stu was going to approve of the deal because he wanted those guys taken care of. Yeah. And that was in 84, and they just were off to the races when they came in. I mean, look, look at these guys. They, get the, they go around there with the... Heart Foundation for a good two years, pretty much, butte-wise, you know. Heart Foundation in a dream dream team? Oh, the dream team. Oh, well, look at this guy. Captain Lou is our manager. <laughs> I don't think the Bulldogs knew what they had coming. With, with no, not at all. Good captain. I love <laughs> they the had no clue. Yeah. Imagine if he would have managed the Iron Sheik. Oh, Lord. No, I'm good. It could have happened. It could have happened when Lou was the heel manager in the early '80s, but it really could have. First. Yeah, and those promos you would have had that been able to understand yeah. a word from them. <laughs> right. Either one of them, at least with Freddie no. Blassie, you could understand some yeah. of the cheeky stuff. I had told Blassie. Should we mention WrestleMania two menders? Yes. So you mentioned the Dream Team. Uh, my favorite match off WrestleMania two was that tag team title match. It's such a, it's a really good match. Look at Ozzy. Ozzy does not have a clue where he is in no. this picture. <laughs> Rock and roll forever, British Bulldogs forever. <laughs> yeah, when when he came to the ring, you could tell he was in La La Land. Blasted. High as, high as a kite. Blasted. That, that. Blasted. He, was so high, he was so high, he let Sharon put him in a pink suit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And this... for some reason, he came to the ring holding a microphone. But he never used it because he, again, you know, didn't know where he was. Yeah, no yeah. clue. He just yelled music. "Rock and Roll and British Bulldogs forever." <laughs> I watched uh, when I was kind of looking at some of this stuff. I watched um, actually Valentine and Beefcake talking about that match. Yeah, and uh, I think it was I think it was Hammer. He said something about he got thrown into the ropes or something, and then he just got knocked out with the bicep yeah, he, of he dynamite, in, like completely. He ran into dynamite. Just ran in, I think. I think they said they hit heads. No, that know. was Mick. It was Mick Foley. It was in a. It was in a match oh, with Mick. Mick Foley's, Foley's an enhancement talent. Yeah. And dynamite hit him with that hook and running clothesline, broke his jaw. Yeah. And he had what three weeks of no no of only soft food? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good lord. First, the first of many debilitating injuries in McFoley's yeah. story career. But I know that uh, Greg the Hammer and Beefcake both were saying just how good, even though they were green, just how oh, good yeah. they were. 
Yeah, because they were only in the business what, six or seven years, weren't they? By that yeah, time? it wasn't very long. Because I think they started like 81 or 82. So that would be more like five years. Yeah. But yeah, they they came in as a unit and everything they did, they they had the wrestling classic in Chicago when they were both in the tournament, like in singles. Dynamite went pretty far. He went to the, he lost to Savage in the semifinals. Baby got hurt in the first match with Steamboat. But aside from that, they really didn't do a lot of singles. It was mostly <laughs> them as a team. Yep. And uh, there you see. We'll, we'll cover these belts someday, Bari. The uh, the Bulldogs, yeah. Bulldog belts. Yes, uh, yes. There's one thing that always bothered me is they often did not wear matching tights when they were teaming. Yeah, no, they didn't. I mean, I, I know they were the same style, but come on. Yeah. It, you gotta, the knee pads are in the wrong least... places on both of them. <laughs> well, Davey always had his knee pads low for some reason. Like, even later on when he had the boots with the tassels, his yeah. knee pads were always on the shins like Flair would have. Yep. But Bulldog had bigger legs than Flair, so it looked better. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't just look like Flair's knee pads weren't small enough to fit his knees and they just slid down. Uh, one thing you can always say about the Bulldog, I loved their uh, their entrance attire. They always were styling. They were. Look at that. With like glittery Def Leppard shirts, the capes. <laughs> Did you know in those capes they actually had each of their names embroidered in the collar of them? So, so they wouldn't lose track of whose was which? Yep. Because <laughs> on Dynamites it said kid in it. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, because yeah. Bulldog's... I always call, I call him Bulldog, Davy Boy. His neck was so much bigger than Dynamite's. Yeah. It could have been uncomfortable. I, I kind of feel bad for Matilda, though, having to travel around with those guys. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> she probably got stowed in a lot of cargo bins on airplanes. Poor, Poor thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, and a Bulldog. This, this is a that. nice... Aww. Look at that picture. Isn't that nice? Now, I wonder whose dog she was. I think she might have been Davy's dog. I think she was Davy's dog. Because Davy's usually the one that was holding the leash when they would come mm -hmm. to the ring. And I don't really see Dynamite being the one to take care of an animal. No, he barely took care of himself. Right. But... Maniac. But look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jimmy. <laughs> I'll tell you, Matilda could work when she wanted to, but sometimes she didn't care. Yeah, sometimes she didn't care. WrestleMania 4, I think she was out to lunch when she was supposed to chase Bobby up the uh, ramp. <laughs> but she... Yeah, and Davey took her and threw her on him. Uh-huh, and then she started, like, humping him. But, oh, good lord. I think there was a... I think it might be this match. There was one where Matilda, like, chased Jimmy Hart and then, like, bit the megaphone. I think it might... I think it, it was this match. This looks like been. it was the two out of three falls on uh, main event. Yeah, because that is that. Yeah, that's Heart Foundation in the back, isn't it? Yeah, it's Heart Foundation. Yeah, yeah. But it's also Bulldogs with the red under tights with the Union Jack, which yeah, is my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite Bulldogs color combo. Says the gear mark in me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, she still got treated way better than Jake Snake. Oh, that's not wrong. It's <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Someday we'll tell the story that we heard from DDP about when Jake left for two weeks and left the Cobra in Paige's bathroom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I understand, 
uh, Kimberly Page was not happy with Jake. About nope. That. Not happy at all. Not happy at oh. all. Oh, hey, we got a message from our buddy, the Gary, Gary Vassellio. Be back as soon as I can. Also, I was right. <laughs> oh, we, I, I, I gave you your props, Gary. I told him you said I told you so. Yeah. Uh, that hopefully we get you back real soon, Gary. But uh, you take care of business, like I know you will. Uh, we've we've had talks about dynamite before. <laughs> uh, me and Gary, uh, kid, yeah. not AEW. Uh, well, technically, we have a AEW yeah. too, but whatever. Yeah, look at that. I wanted that shirt so that bad shirt. when I was. I, I think love that, that shirt. Might be on pro this shirt might be on pro wrestling tees right now. Is it? Because I, I remember trying to order. Yeah. I I tried to talk my parents into ordering it out of the out of the WWF yeah. uh, magazine thing. I, I remember I when they would put it on. Matilda would wear that shirt. Mm-hmm. They had a little Matilda shirt. It was great. All right. Yes. I am when, when it's time to pay the bills, I got to show off the new shirt, by the way. Oh, okay. But yeah. So, Bulldogs are my pick for the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay, that shirt is not on Pro Wrestling Tees. There is a Bulldog shirt, but it's like a red t-shirt. Oh. No, I want that one. I wanted that one back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one in the Strike Force shirt. Yeah. Because I like the Strike, the white one with the red. With the the ringer with the lightning bolt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's there's a few. There's several Tito Santana shirts on PWTs that I'm going to be getting at some point. But uh, talking about the Bulldogs, let's talk about after the Bulldogs because Navy Boy, as good as the Bulldogs were. We got to talk a little bit about him and Owen. Yeah. They were teaming up in the 90s. This was probably my favorite tag team in the Attitude Era before the Dudleys got there. I could see that. Jim Cornette's own. Yeah. I don't put him on the same level as the Bulldogs just because these, these guys didn't do a whole lot of double teams. You know, like the Bulldogs had so many cool double team finishers that they would do. They didn't really do that in uh, in this team. It was always either the power slam or the sharpshooter was was the finish. The Bulldogs were a tag team specialist, in my opinion. True. Oh, I agree. Um, oh, they knew how to use it. They knew, they knew how to use the count. They knew they knew how to use a tag rope. Oh they knew my god! They how to use each other as weapons. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, man, when they lost yeah. the belts, though. To well. Dynamite was damn near crippled then. Yeah, he was. Because well, like, he didn't, didn't Davy carry him to the ring? Davy carried him to the ring. Then they knocked him off the apron so he could just spend the whole match on the floor, and not get in. And then well, Jimmy hit Davey. him with the megaphone. Yeah. And then they used the megaphone in the finish too. And that crooked referee Danny Davis was. Uh, that was, was the, the birth of Danny Davis. Yes, it was. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, there was also a few. Uh, tag title matches during that run when Dynamite was hurt, the Tito was actually filling in as Davy's partner. Which is what led to the tag match at WrestleMania, the six man. It was the mm. Bulldogs and Tito against Makes Davis sense now. Yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah. So some we gotta talk about some of the young teams because there was there was a few teams that were influenced by the Bulldogs too. Uh number one obviously the Stampede Bulldogs. Uh yep. T J Wilson, Harry Smith, uh 
you know, TJ is Tyson kid now. He's I was going to say, that's Italian. Tyson. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Harry, you know, David Hart Smith. D.H. D.H. Smith. Uh, man, he's a stud now. I don't know how much you've watched him in MLW. He's jacked to the gills. He can work. He's probably one of the better. He's had a run, Menders, with Alex Kane in MLW. Nice. Love me some Alex Kane. Yeah. And then, of course, he's doing the new dungeon wrestling that's up in Calgary now. Uh, I need to get started watching that. You should. It's good stuff. Uh, Another team that kind of took a lot from the Bulldogs, uh, American Wolves, Ring of Honor. Yeah, wow. right down to the right down to their names, a tribute to the British Bulldogs, and uh, they had similar look. They had similar. They did the uh, double teams like the Bulldogs would do. Uh, I love that tag team in Ring of Honor. They were so good. Stuff they did with the Briscoes. Uh, of course, I can always come back to the Briscoes. I would say you always go back to the Briscoes when you talk Ring of Honor. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody more synonymous with Ring of Honor than the Briscoe brothers, and they work with not. everybody. Yeah. But the Wolves, for a, about two or three years, were arguably the best tag team in the country. Like, across the all the indies, all the major companies and everything. Because it was pre-Usos. Like, the Usos weren't up in WWE yet when they were a thing. So mm, were they in NXT, though? They might they have been in Florida. NXT. They were in FCW. They were in Florida. FCW. FCW. Yeah. Uh, there were no real special tag teams I can think off the top of my head in WWE then. It was a lot of thrown together teams. A lot of thrown, uh, yeah. Uh, Impact had like beer money. Machine guns, obviously. To, to be thought beer about. But, but the Wolves were just crazy good as a team. And it was fresh because Eddie was kind of languishing when they put him with Davey. Because Davey was already made there. Yeah. But then they put Eddie with him. So, so they're one to talk about. And then, of course, the obvious one, uh, there you see the Billington Bulldogs. Uh, they're working MLW. They also work in Dungeon Wrestling. Uh, the kid in the front, I forget. which I think it's Thomas. I can't keep One of them's Thomas. One of them's Mark. But Thomas, I believe, is the one. He looks like a Thomas. The one in the back looks like a Mark. Hey. <laughs> but no, Thomas is the spitting image of Dynamite. These guys are both nephews yeah. of, of Dynamite Kid. But Thomas yeah, yeah, one, he, he looks, he looks, moves, and works like dynamite, but safer. Shape like him too. Yeah, we, we don't need, I, we don't need another one of those guys with CTE. Come on now. No, when I first saw uh, Thomas Billington, he was, he didn't quite have the size when I saw, I saw the over video. He looked just like Dynamite did when, like, on early Stampede Dynamite from the early eighties. Ah. Oh, AJ says, give me uh, American Wolves versus FTR. I'd, I'd be down for that. Take my money. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. But, uh, Menders, you made a, a fine choice for the Hall of Fame this week with the British Bulldogs. I think they, uh, they're more than deserving here. So, so very nice. I, will, I, uh... I was kind of thinking you would probably say I would say somebody else, but eventually... Well, I didn't think you were going to say Jimmy Carrot. No, 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 not for this show. If we're, if we're talking we zero Jimmy. one, maybe, maybe. If we're talking zero one, yeah, maybe. Yeah, when are we going to start no, a zero not. one? 
Are we going to start a zero one Hall of Fame on the show? I would out? love to, and I already have the first inductee. And it's not, oh, wow. it's not Jimmy Carrot. Is it Barry? Nope. Nope. Is it HD? Are those his initials? Ha! Ha-ha! Good pick. That would be my first well, one. I would have to defer quite a bit to you guys if we're going to do a, a zero one Hall of Fame on the shootout, because you know the product way better than I do in zero one. I'm still kind of a noob. As much as I've been enjoying it. No, I was going to uh, say, and, and we've we've smartened you up a little bit. I've, I've learned quite a bit in, in just a little under a year. You have. Very proud of you. But this is not the Zero One show, so let's get back to... <laughs> this, is, this is very true. Hey, we've jumped the rails. No! Uh, oh. oh, AJ. Nope. Nope. If y'all start a local independent wrestling hall of fame, put Shank Barzini forward as the first inductee. He'll we be have to put Marvin's finger ones. on display, too. <laughs> Shank will be one of the first if we do a Zero One Hall of Fame. But I, I'm going to fight for the one that I want. <laughs> Okay, well, that's for another time, Minders. Yep. Uh, we're running a little long, but that's all right. We're, we're doing good. Uh, we got one more order of business before we say goodbye this week, and that is... Uh, right. All right, top ten Tuesday. Uh, I'm very nervous that I've actually done this category already, but I don't think you I have. Probably should be. <laughs> <sighs> if not, you know, my opinions change week to week anyway, so you never know. Uh, but for top ten Tuesday this week, our topic, uh, kind of fitting, considering what we talked about for most of the show, greatest foreign heels. Uh, I tried to avoid North American uh, okay, nationalities. I looked, okay, so I went and I started to look to see like what different ones were. And some of the ones they had, I was like, no, that's only Canada. You like can't Jericho, count that. Edge, Hitman. Jericho, no, like, Edge. Yeah. I was like, no, Mad Dog no, Vashon. no, no. Huh? Mad, Mad Dog, Dog could have made it. Mad Dog Vashon could have made it on there because he, he was terrifying. There is one, and I think it's, <laughs> I'm going to keep it as an honorable mention. That okay. I came up with, but we'll, we'll see if you put them on there first. All right. Well, let's do like what we did last time, Menders. We'll each go like back. Oh, I don't have a top ten. I didn't make. Oh, you a don't list. have. You don't have a list. Oh, I didn't uh, make a list. Not prepared, eh? Nope. Okay. <laughs> hey, it was hard enough for me to do enough research about the Bulldogs. Give me a break. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's fair all right. Right. We'll just add into what Mark has. It'll be okay. Exactly. All right. All right. So we'll start with number ten because that's a good place to start on the top ten list. Yep. Uh, from the jungles of Uganda. Ah, the mighty my Kamala. personal favorite. The Ugandan hunter. I'm telling you, next year at the expo, Bari, we're doing it. Yeah, we're um, doing it. We're doing it. You know what? I'm gonna say this. I have the hat. If I get a mask, I could be kimchi. That would be awesome. Damn right, be my right. kimchi. So I have to wear pink and be Freddie Blassie. Wait a minute. Oh, oh right, right, right. Or right, or you could be Harvey Whippleman. It's your choice. There you go. Or slick. So, I could be slick. Yeah, or slick. I could be slick. Because I have <laughs> the Crocodile Hunter dressed. costume, like the khaki shirt, khaki shorts, and the hat. All I need is the, the mask, and you got a kimchi right there. 
You could probably get the mask at the expo. <laughs> or if I go to another Iron Spirit Pro show. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true, too. So AJ just messaged our private chat with his list for the uh, Zero One Hall of Fame. Yeah, I see it. And I'm going to argue with a couple of them. That's all right, though. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we're getting off track. Let's go to our top so ten Kamala, list. Right Kamala. Kamala scared the piss out of me when I was a kid. When I was about five years old, I first saw him. Because I thought he was going to eat his opponent. <laughs> well, well, he ate that damn chicken on, 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 on Tuesday Night Titans. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm a farm boy from Muncie. I'd never seen a Ugandan headhunter before. Exactly. Spear around. Just... Oh, okay. Every time I see him, I'm just like Sugar Bear. <laughs> James Sugar Bear Harris. Hey, hey, we talked about Jerry Lawler painting the Ayatollah on the flag. He's the one that did Kamala's yep. belly paint, and uh, the big wooden mask was Jerry Jarrett's house. Yep. Because they and what did and, in his like on his land, and on his land on his property. Yeah. And what did and what did Kamala say to Jerry Lala? Jerry, why are you painting a banana on my belly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sugar bear. And then he wound up going to great success as the vice president of the United States. Yes. Yes. Kamala. Yes. I mean, his name is James Harris. It's Kamala Harris. <laughs> Right. There you go. I cannot have discussions these days because I go to Kamala instead of Kamala. Damn yeah. right. Just out of re- out of reflex. So I feel kind of bad putting Kamala this low on the list. It's kind of a number one in everyone else in this case, though. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you what my number one is, but I'm going to guess you can probably figure it out. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure I know what number one is. Uh-huh. It's probably the same uh, one I would have put. So probably uh, number nine. The Great Kabuki from the Land of the Rising Sun. I got several Japanese heels on here, but uh, I believe the first guy to blow the mist in the United States, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Uh, <coughs> My first exposure to Kabuki from... would be uh, his world class stuff. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I saw in hindsight when I got the network watching the first Starcade. In Kabuki wrestled Charlie Brown from out of town. Yeah, yep. For the TV title, and uh, but then the first exposure I had of him was in WWF in '94 when he was with Fuji. Like during God, Fuji, right, right. He was so one of I, the 400 that jumped uh, Taker in, in the casket yeah. match. So I saw a Kabuki when he was kind of out of shape and not the Kabuki of of lore, you know. So. Going back and watching the world class stuff and the stuff from the Crockett's, it's very entertaining to me. It's cool watching him now. Like he'll do appearances with like, with like Tajiri and Muda, where they'll all blow the mist like together and like make a three colored like cloud, and it just looks really cool when they do that. But uh, but no, he was one of those feared Japanese heels because he poisoned you with the toxic mist in the eyes and all that stuff. Just just good stuff. Uh. Number eight of uh, sticking with Japan. Uh, this guy I came to late. The Black Ninja Kendo Nagasaki. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, I've never seen uh, him do anything, but yeah, I've heard of, I've heard of this guy. I, I saw his stuff in Mid South, eighty uh, three ish, when he came okay. in. He was feuding with like the Junkyard Dog, but he did. He was like the 
dastardly heel, he would like do the, like a Japanese choke for a finish. He always carried the kendo stick with him. He wore like a fencing mask over his face, but he had it painted like this. Uh, not a great haircut, but that's. You know, <laughs> I was gonna say the his. hair is killing me right not, now. Most of these, most of these heels I've picked are not handsome men. <laughs> that's the reason they were heels. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to do the pretty ones. Exactly. Now the funny thing is, I got this. This kendo was the one I picked for number eight, but he was not the first kendo Nagasaki. Because there was a Kendo Nagasaki in England. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, The guy on the left, by the way, is Kendo Nagasaki. (laughs) The one with no face. Got it. But yeah, I forget the guy's real name, but he was a great British wrestler. Let's say he doesn't look Japanese. No, that's the thing. He's not. He's British. He's dressed like a hot water bottle. (laughs) Yes. Like a hot water bottle. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but no, the, this this kendo is the one that I I, <laughs> I, I became a fan of, <laughs> and I think these two might have. I don't know if these two ever had a match with each other before. If kendo one ever teamed up with kendo two, so one I, person yells "Let's go kendo," the other one says "Let's." Oh, good lord! Are you all right? The Nagasaki. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm fine. I'm. I'm fine. Stop, it's making me laugh. How big is his nose? Because I keep seeing a hot water bottle. (laughs) (laughs) The guy in the tux looks like Sir William, Barry. Yeah, he does. Oh, dear. I have to manage this here. And Sir William was Australian, (laughs) not British, but they made him like an English butler. All right, so I won't show you uh, Kendo. British Kindo anymore, just to okay. save you from laughing riotously. <laughs> All right, number seven. There okay. he is. Okay. Nikolai Volkov. Three hundred and twenty pound Lithuanian. I right. might have had him a little higher. I might have had him a little higher. Uh, Nikolai was one of my favorites, but that was when I was, you know, five, six, seven, that yeah. age. So. Oh yeah. Well, like I said, I came to know Nikolai originally from the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just silly. But then I saw him, like the tail end of his run with Sheik, then into the Bolsheviks. So yeah. I didn't see his really great run, like in the late seventies, and like he sold out the Garden with Bruno in like seventy six, I think. And then he went to like Mid South and did the Russian character. And, uh, so that was like his really hot run as a heel. But then just bringing the national anthem and singing before the matches, mm-hmm. instant heat back then. And uh, talk about yeah, getting booed out of the building, man. Oh, I know. I don't, I can probably count on one hand how many times he sang that anthem to completion without getting interrupted by something. Uh, yeah. Whether it was it wasn't very sneak often. attacking or somebody's yeah. entrance. <sighs> I love Nikolai, though. Uh, yeah. One of my favorites. All right. Number five. Five? Six. Nikolai was seven. Yeah. Okay, so number six. Thank you, Menders. Yep. Uh, all right, going to Memphis for this one here. Okay. Kojo uh, Yamamoto. Oh, how many stereotypes can we put into one game? <laughs> it's the whole thing. He's Buddha. Uh, great, great wrestler. He came to the ring with the wooden sandals on, carrying the, the big stick with him. His... I don't have any of his promos loaded up, but his 
vocal delivery was very like James Bond in the torture chamber kind of delivery. <laughs> very, and he's uh, he is Japanese, uh, so it's not like he's being racist or anything. You know, I would never accuse him of it, but it, very cheesy and over the top. And then he wound up actually being one of the bigger baby faces in Memphis when he did his baby face turn in the later 80s, I think it was. And then he wound up being a heel manager for a while. And uh, But one of the biggest draws in Memphis as a heel, did a lot of feuding with Lawler. You hearing voices, Barry? Uh, no, my, my, my brother just walked past. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, yeah, I don't know how much of Tojo you'd seen and how much Memphis stuff you watched, Bari. Uh, this is where Keith Gibson has come in handy because he probably yeah. can tell you all about Tojo. I uh, know, right. What I know from Tojo is from the stories I've heard from Corning. That's that's yeah. about it. I have to wonder if Jerry Jarrett came up with the name because if that's not a stereotype name, I don't know what it is. Right? Yeah. Well, that's just like calling me Pickett the Boy. So, <laughs> Wait, hang on, what now? That's like calling me Pickett the Boy. So, oh. <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some of those awful things Freddie Blassie said about Mil Masquerist in that first promo we watched. Yeah. I'm going to have to put a disclaimer on this episode when I drop it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do not quote Freddie Blassie <laughs> off this episode when you're speaking in general conversation. Don't. <laughs> uh, all right. So number five, uh, sticking with the Japanese here. Uh, foods. Master Fuji. Foods. I love Fuji. Not only he's great, the reason. He's the reason why I carry a packet of salt in my pocket right now. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Uh, where do you begin with Fuji? See, now, uh, Fuji to me is more of a manager, but that's just because of where it goes to. So, oh, he I was think, great... I know he was a wrestler beforehand, but I always think of how great he was as a, as a manager. Oh, no, that's awesome. But he really was a top heel as a wrestler. He, teamed, he was teaming up with Mr. Saito or Toru Tanaka, and did, he still did the salt all the time. He cheated. He'd cheat if it felt better to not cheat. It's well, like you ain't trying if you ain't cheating. As a wrestler. That's right. But then when he retired and became a manager, nothing changed. He was still the dastardly Japanese heel. He just didn't have to get in the ring as much. And he would still he would still wrestle. Like when he managed Morocco, they would have tag team matches all the time. Yeah. And he and, and right, uh, he did quite a few three on two with uh, the powers of pain and demolition. Uh-huh, WrestleMania 5. Yeah. Uh, but he always had the salt in his pocket. He was always hitting people with the cane or pulling the ropes with the cane. Yep. Uh, dressed, dressed like Odd Job from the James Bond movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, notorious Great River backstage as well. Yes. Yeah, great, um, I would dare say sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he feed Jimmy Smith with his dog? Uh, that's that. That's what I hear. That he fed Jimmy Snooker his dog. That might be a fool. He made somebody's but... kid sick. Uh, yeah, he did. Fuji did all types of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Uh, I the story is when he was managed by Blassie. Blassie, I like, told him, "You better not fuck with me." 
Or this girl <laughs> quit. So Fuji never messed with Blassie. And he never messed with Yoko. No. When he started managing no. Yokozuna, he was like his caretaker. Heck, he really was a big help to him and he took care of him, didn't bother him. Didn't exactly. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he took care of Yoko. Uncle Rodney. Yeah. Yep. I love Yoko. Uh, Yoko didn't make this list because he was billed as being from the Polynesian Islands, not from Japan. So Yeah. Ah, I see what you did there. He would represent Japan, but he was not Japanese. Yeah. But somebody who is Japanese. There he is. Great, I was wondering where he was going to be at. Oh, he Curl of the Orient. On my list. Yeah, I figured he would be. Curl of the Orient. Hey, look at Gary Hart. Look at that face. He always looks like he just got bad news. Yeah, I got bad news, brother. Show him the fingers. I like that. Watching that Sarcade 89. That's when they say, show him the fingers. Yeah, show him the fingers. Referee, he don't understand you. Show him the fingers. Uh, which is just brilliant psychology by Gary Hart. To very brilliant. Very sure, brilliant. Because he was right in front of the camera, too. So he made sure that they noticed it. Hey, I remember right? the I remember the first time I seen Muda, and it was on a uh, I was watching TBS. And it was one of the WCW shows, and he was beating the crap out of Sting, and I was like, "Oh, who oh, is yeah. he?" <laughs> oh, Muda Muda was bad news when I first I because I watched started watching him about ninety one ninety two, and I think it might have been Starcade when he won Battle Bowl. Ninety uh, that would that would have been. That would have been 92, and he had that yeah. uh, match with Chono beforehand. Yes. So that was the first time I'd seen Muda or Chono. I'd heard of Muda for years because I, I would always hear his name. I'd, I'd read the magazines and everything, but I didn't – like when he was like there in 89, I didn't have TBS, so we didn't watch the clashes or anything like that. Right. Same uh, here. Yeah. AJ chiming in, Muda versus Shinsuke earlier this year was a damn banger. It really was. I saw that match. It was really good. Uh, Muda retired, of course, this year, so uh, went into the Hall of Fame, well, overdue, and uh, went into our Hall of Fame. He's a JTR Hall of Famer, too. Yep, he is a JTR yeah. member. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, always one of my favorites. So cool to watch. Uh, when I rented Halloween Havoc 89 and he put the fire out on the cage with the mist, with the pyro, like, set the vines or whatever it was on the... the yeah. The, the dressing, the studio dressing, whatever it was. <laughs> they couldn't reach it to put it out, so he just climbed up the cage and blew it out with the mist. I was like, that's a badass. <laughs> Who's your number three, Mark? Number three, one of my very favorites. The Clawmaster. The Clawmaster, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, former, <laughs> later on, manager of the Powers of Pain <laughs> in 88. The Baron. The Baron, yeah. Uh, funny story. When my brother got married, as a wedding present, his friend gave him a videotape with AWA shows from like the late 70s, early 80s. And it was after Baron had turned babyface, but he was feuding with uh, with Heenan and like Bockwinkle and Lanz and all those guys. And wow. he would always come out for his interviews. Now, keep in mind, Jim Raschke's from Nebraska. <laughs> and they, and they, they made him Baron von Raschke from Germany. Germany. From Nebraska. Uh, AJ, he did pop up a couple years. Didn't he put Jericho in the claw? Pop up? 
possibly he was in AW because he was like in the he was in the crowd. He's in the front row. He put somebody in the car. And I think it was Jericho. Uh, anyway. Probably because whoever is whoever would make people pop is who Jericho works with. So true, true. Uh, but no, in this videotape, it was a, it was mostly promos actually. It was like their TVs would be promos than like an enhancement match. But whenever Baron would come out for his promo, he would always have his hand like this. And just out of nowhere, he would just put it up like that while he was talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like really putting over that that claw can happen anywhere. And he talked so about it has the a mind of its own. He talked about the Viso and Doc Binkel and all these guys with that thick German accent of his that wasn't real, but German. I believed it. <laughs> It was manufactured. <laughs> it was manufactured. Uh, I, there was a story. I didn't see it, but I heard a story that one time he went, they were trying to put over how devastating the claw was. He went to put it on somebody in the corner and the guy moved and he put it on the turnbuckle. So he had the claw and then they couldn't get the hand off. Like they had it. Like, they were trying <laughs> to, so he pulled the hand and the turnbuckle came off with it. Oh, like that's they were trying to put over how strong his hand was, and how devastating that iron claw was. So they had to pull the turnbuckle off of the. Well, that's the impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. But now, so I have a soft spot for the Baron, uh, getting on in years nowadays, but still, still pretty spry. You know, he's. I haven't heard of any like significant health problems for him these days, but I think he's in his eighties now. Uh, he I mean, looked like he was sixty then, right? Exactly. But uh, but yeah, I I love the Baron. Uh, as little as I actually saw of him in the ring until YouTube came around, then you go watch stuff he did with Burn or with the Crusher. He was a tag team champion with the Crusher when they lost the titles to the Road Warriors in the AWA. Look at that Look, guy. He looks exactly the same. Okay. Eighty-two. Okay, so he's Vashiki's age. Yep. <clears throat> Put that in perspective. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And he had his own cookies too in AWA. Oatmeal raisin, I believe. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, Marketing <laughs> <Market> sucked. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to number two? Let's. All right. Former WWF champion, yeah. the Russian bear, Ivan Kolov. The Russian bear. Yeah, I thought about putting Nikita somewhere on this list, but I think Ivan had a more lasting legacy as a heel. Yeah. Nikita didn't have a long run as a heel. He was a babyface for a lot of that run he had. But uh, Ivan's the guy that beat Bruno in 1971. Yep. For that, he ended the eight-year reign of Bruno Sammartino, the one that AJ says Roman's going to eclipse at any time. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. But... As the, there's no footage of it, but the story goes that when Bruno got pinned, the, the garden went completely silent. I'd believe it. Nobody, nobody expected Bruno to lose, especially to a Russian, mm-hmm. uh, Canadian, Russian. But <laughs> Bruno said that when they counted three, he thought he went deaf because he couldn't hear anything. It was because it was, it was silent. Wow. That's then, crazy. Yeah, then three weeks later, Ivan got, he was the Iron Sheik before the Iron Sheik, because he held the title for about three weeks before uh, Pedro beat him. Pedro Morales. Pedro, yeah. Pedro yep. Morales. He was the guy that Vince Sr. used to get from Bruno to, to Morales. Then they did it again with Stan Stasiak, because I think he held it for like eight days between 
Pedro and Bruno again. Hmm. So they always they always did their transitional champions. Uh, Ivan I get because Pedro was so hot, and New York was a very ethnic territory. Was, yeah. Bruno was the guy for the Italians. Pedro was the guy for the Hispanics. You know, they didn't have yep. a Russian demographic really. <laughs> Not a lot of Russians in New York. Uh, that I know of. But uh, <laughs> oh, jeez, here we go again. It always makes me always makes me wonder if they would have had a like a Jewish uh, baby face in New York, you know, because you know there's a, a large Jewish population Ooh. there. Well, I don't. They didn't have one. I'm wondering if they would have <laughs> found one. Moshe Goldbaum is a is a baby face. God, wait, did you say Moshe? <laughs> That's said, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> We lost him again. Oh, wow. I stunned Bari into disappearance. You got him into disappearance. How did that work? Oh, so, goodness. So, you know, he's going to create Moisha Goldbaum on his WWE game later yep. tonight. AJ, get on it. <laughs> AJ's yeah, they already never had... created all three of us, so he needs to create you and Stace, too. Oh, yeah. Nope, hey, Bari, you all right there? <laughs> Yeah, right? He's knocking me out for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought you were going to create Moisha Goldbaum on your video game. <laughs> I I'll, put a back to it. I'll come back to it, though. I say, I the Hebrew it, hammer, Moisha Goldbaum. We, we need to get AJ on uh, making uh, Mark and Stacy, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't all be Moisha Goldbaum. It's actually, it, it, I'm sorry, buddy, you misspelled that. I think it's M-O-I-S-T-H-E or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Moishe. Moishe. Like Moishe the Beatle. And his, his manager, Uncle Shlomo. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to tread lightly. I don't want to get letters. You need to digress. Uh, <laughs> I digress. Oh, wait, yeah, we're I'm, not Taz. My bad. Yeah. So... Back to Ivan Koloff, because we, <laughs> flew we off went off of, on a tangent. We flew off of topic here. We're talking about Russians, and then we go into Moisha Goldbaum. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ivan, so good. And mm-hmm. we talked about Ivan a little bit, Bari, on Gold Rush Friday, when we were talking about Nikita. He basically taught Nikita everything in the in the late 80s, how to be a, a really good uh, heel. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, AJ, yes. Stacy's got to be the best baby face ever. Just don't make me a spot monkey, AJ. <laughs> you won't be. I have one request. Give me the J-Driller for a finish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Best finish of the last 20 years. Yeah, well, um, Tour of the Islands is very close, but... That's very close, very close. <laughs> but I love that double underhook pile driver, though. Uh... Should we get to number one? We're we're going a little long here. Ah, uh, okay. Are we taking bets on who it is? Because I feel like we might have talked about this person a lot already. Right. All right. So, all right. Give me a guess. Who do you think number one is, Menders? Got to be Sheiky Baby. Sorry. Sheiky Baby. All right. Well, our number one is, and I've 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 done a little more production here. Nope. Looky there. Shiggy baby. Shiggy baby. Yes. Look at that picture. Is that a sword in his mouth? I'm not sure. I don't think so. That's the happiest I've seen him in years. Right? You never see him smile. He's always had that chic face. 
So you never really saw his, his choppers like in this in some sort of a smile. Smile wasn't in his uh, story. No, he was an he was the angry Iranian. Yes. But you know, yeah, out of I mean, all these guys, Ivan and the Iron Sheik are probably the two best looking ones. Wait, hang on. You're don't, saying don't, Ivan? That one? Yes, Ivan, Ivan. I'll say this: Ivan looks distinguished. Yes. I don't. I'm not going to say handsome. Big hit. Well, okay. So, what about man. this guy? No. <laughs> I'm a water bottle. <laughs> that guy. No. <gasps> Either way, the kendos suck. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what can we oh, say about the baby. Irish Sheik? That what we can haven't... we say about the Sheik that we haven't said already today? Yeah. So good. So, so good. good. So real. Real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely. Probably the most legit heel they had as far as in ring. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's uh. It's really a no-brainer for Sheik. Piper could have made it on as a Scotsman, I suppose. But uh, <sighs> I, I didn't go there. You know, okay, you want my you want my honorable mention? And you go might ahead. not agree with me on this, but I'll go with it. Prince, Prince Divot. Really? Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Technically England. Technically. Irish. Ireland. Irish. Irishman, sorry. But, but he was a foreign heel in two different countries, in Japan and in the U.S. Yeah. So I... I, I, I His heel work in Japan it. was great. Yeah. I see your David, and I raise you a uh, Gunter slash Walter. I almost put him on the list. Two, two guys I almost put... Well, three guys. I'm really kicking myself for not putting Regal on. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, then, that's ten uh, B. We'll go ten B. Right. <laughs> and then uh, the other guy, uh, Minoru Suzuki, was on my was on my, okay, my yeah. list. Scariest damn wrestler I think I've ever seen. <laughs> there was. We a... need to do one of just good heels at one point, not necessarily foreign oh, yeah. heels, but yeah, Shiki's still going to be at the top. I mean, Shiki's still going to be at the top. He's going to but... be definitely easily top three. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of these days I need to go back on NJPW World and try to find the match that Suzuki had with Shibata about five years ago. Was That was a banger. I think it was in one of the tournaments, like New Japan Cup, maybe. Probably. Yeah. Well, that concludes our Top 10 Tuesday. What do you say we pay a couple bills here before we say goodbye? Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod. Uh for t-shirts for all of our shows here. Uh, this is the newest one here. It's kind of a, like a knockoff of an AEW kind of logo a little bit. It pretty much says everything we need to say. We talk wrestling because we do. That's yep. about all we talk about. Uh, several other shirts on there. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back on one design that I put out today, but haven't heard back yet. So stay tuned on the social medias for that one. Uh rainbustertees.com slash other slash JTR dash podcast dash network. Uh, get all the uh, t-shirts, baseball shirts, hoodies, fanny pack, caps, stickers. And we have a brand new one that just got uh, released today. Kind of our uh, tribute really to the like Heart Foundation. 
Uh, this really one you like can get. One. You can. Get I like it too. A, you can get this as a T-shirt or a tank top, or you can get a sticker with the logo there for uh, for five bucks. So some more stuff to, to dig into. Uh, but that sticker looks sharp on your car, there, Menders. I have two stickers I already have to get on my car. Oh, that's true. All right. And actually, I'm and, thinking uh, about putting the stickers on magnets, so in that way it doesn't leave the mark on my car. You can do that. Mark, we'll talk about it later. We'll you can later. buy a big you can buy a big sheet of magnet and cut it out uh, with an exacto knife. Nice. I used exactly. to do that pictures. I used to do that with pictures. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you want to find us uh, social media, I finally got our Instagram account going. Uh, for some reason, the original one disappeared. I may have just forgotten the the handle. Uh, <laughs> so go at JTR Podcast Network on Instagram. Follow us there, Twitter at JTR Pod, Facebook, Jumping the Rail Podcast, JTR Podcast Network uh, on YouTube. And uh, I've got one more special thing to put on before we say goodbye. Uh, another, just one final nod to the Sheik. So before I play this, I will we'll say our goodbyes. So, Bari, thank you for helping us out today. Not a problem. Anytime. And uh, let's see. Menders, you got anything you want to say before uh, we're going to have... Uh... I was, was going to plug Devontae. Knox is going to oh, be yeah, on yeah. the talk, show tomorrow. Talk, yeah, talk about the, the shootout tomorrow. You're, you're back. We took a week off. We took a week off, which <laughs> I think was well-deserved because we've been going at this long and hard. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not unheard of to to do a uh, a week off here and there. Take a break, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so back to the shootout night. tomorrow. We have Devontae Knox coming on. I'm excited to talk to Devontae. Yeah, a return guest. He was on early on on the show. Now we've kind of figured out what we're doing. We'll do it again. It should be a lot. I'm, I know. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. But, uh. Oh, we lost Bari. I think we may have lost Bari for good. I don't think he's going to. I probably. mean, we're wrapping up. So if he doesn't we're come back. We're wrapping up. He doesn't need to come back if he doesn't want All to. All right. Well, but yeah, Devontae, Mr. Iron Cakes tomorrow. Mr. So. Iron Cakes. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, before I get this video, for Menders, for Bari, this is Redman. For my y'all, life is hard, work stiff, rest in peace, Kazro Vaziri, a.k.a. the Iron Sheik. And we'll see you guys in two weeks with our grading of the AEW roster. So see you later. Victor Venter, and Kamala, Kamala, Roshan, Allah, Bia, Ayatollah, Mashallah.